Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, altered right, and really moving. They're right by us right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. There we go. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> Hang on. Well, good evening, everyone. Hang on. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. But very quickly, let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. Uh, time to get your um, your misters, your hankies, your hankies, your uh, box of Kleenex, your box of wipes, your squeegee, and your lube. Because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Sir Juan Juan over there across the puddle. Oh, anyway. Mac, all the way from England to be broadcasting live. Yes. Girls, welcome to the show. Max, good to see you. It's good to see everybody tonight. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's late. It's, it's late here in the... It's late. Is that the same <laughs> towel behind you or is that something else? No, that's that's actually a shot from the Rolling Stones okay. show. The It was a, a logo that they, that they put on the screen yes. behind the stage. During the uh, slight break between the show and what's the that, encore, what's the white powder on the tongue and the lips? It's can you explain disgusting. It? <laughs> anyway, as you can above the the lips, you can see the uh, some of the lighting uh, apparatus. Oh right, so you went and below. You can see some of the equipment on the stage. You went to see the Rolling Stones this week, right? That's right. Yep. It was awesome. You sent me a bunch of pictures, and um, uh, how far away were you from the stage? It looked like you were kind of in good seats. Uh, it was it was a little little ways, but not. You know, not uh, where you needed binoculars, but it was, uh, they called it the gold circle mm-hmm. tier two. So it was kind of a, a ways, but you, you, you could, you could see the band members without having to look at the, yeah. look at the, the screen. screen. Oh, that's good. I so, just so you time. went as far back as France? No, you weren't, no. you weren't in the well, next county. You know, okay, you, that's good. Yeah, they're a great band. Anyone, I mean, uh, they're slowly, oh, slowly going away, but um, we saw them, JJ and I saw them in 2018 at, um, Gillette Stadium, they were unbelievable. They were just, they just, they really are the greatest rock and roll band in the world. But you got to see them live. That's the thing. You have to see them perform. And they're just, it's like two and a half hours of nonstop freaking guitar and it works. And know? all kinds of stuff. All yeah, kinds non- of stuff. It's non-stop, real stuff. Bang, bang, one song right. after another. You know, yep. Some uh, breaths are being taken uh, in between some of the songs, but you know. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 I love it when Keith Richards does his solo stuff. Happy, yeah, he's great. And and yep. these are seventy five. He always sings happy. Seventy five to seventy eight year old guys running around the stage for three hours playing guitars and stuff. And you know I'm out of breath watching them, but they were great. They were just yeah. great. They're great. So anyway, speaking of great, no Coco tonight. He's off saving the planet, and it needs it. But our national correspondent Switchblade Steve Ward is down there in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, just south of the Mason Dixon line. So he can make a run for it if he wants to. Switchy, how you doing? I'm doing really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Was Pete Townsend one of the uh, rockers? 
Was he part of the Rolling Stones? Pete Townsend? Pete Townsend, no, he's, he's with the Who. We should find oh. him. You, you, oh, I, should, I should find okay, you $100 for asking that I question. Just he was, one of his he was bad as Cobra. Yeah, really? Yeah. Start at the beginning, the Beatles. They were, they were a big band back in the early 60s. There's four of them switching. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, dopey, sneezy, so, grumpy, and dark, right? Okay. I got it. All right. It's just a question of education, or re-education with you. So everything okay? Person who lives across uh, the street from the graveyard? Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't... Uh, haven't been over there lately, and nobody, okay. it's been over here from there as far as I and know. And you know, right. I started, uh, oh, let's say the staff started, um, top 10 reasons why I switched by the house across the street from the graveyard. We could only get to about two. Couldn't think of any more, but it's a work in progress. Switching. We'll get back to you <laughs> and uh, what you had for breakfast. But that's uh, my favorite time of the show because it's time to introduce our favorite good witch up in Sideways New York. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? my friends i'm doing good thanks for having me wow so good to see you raven yeah you too last week you had a hat on and we've got a lot of comments about the hat because it was a victoria's secret hat if you remember people probably just i, I remember yeah okay. i yeah. love that hat mm-hmm. we all do now but you said that you we had some kind of a um indebtedness at one point to victoria's secret right oh yeah big time it was real bad <laughs> big time <laughs> okay Maybe we should just move on and do that as one. Had to work in the work in the store to work it off. For yeah, they sent right. me. They sent me to sew the panties together. <laughs> he didn't say the factory. He said the store. Okay, but maybe that's one big long Mac after dark episode. We can get into some. <laughs> Thank you, Raven, for joining us. Everything okay with the cats and the dog and the ghosts and et cetera? Yeah, cats and dog. Cat and dog is good. They actually have doctor's appointments tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, ghosties are, you know. They're around. Mm-hmm. I got a um, I got an email the other day that said, "Who's sexier, JJ or Raven?" Wow, no, that's a toss-up. Yeah, right? like impossible. Yeah, we, we we can't even decide. I don't know if toss-up is the word. I, it's like the unanswerable question, right? Well, if you if you check the boxes, there's different boxes you check for me, <laughs> and then there's uh, other boxes that you have to check for Raven. You add them all up, foot the mm-hmm. total. You come up with a, so. a tie. Yeah. I close my eyes. Exactly. I, I see no boxes for you. And then I see like an <laughs> infinite range of boxes going over the horizon. No boxes for That's me. That's just me. Well, come on. <laughs> um, I knew, so I knew it was, was going to go there. Yeah, there we go. That voice you hear is our deep south correspondent, JoJo. Jojo Johnson. What is it? Jocko Johnson. <laughs> Jojo Johnson. Jojo Johnson. Whatever. Whatever sticks on a wall. Wow. So no, we've, down got, there. we've got both sides of the Mason Dixon line covered. Uh, why? Yes. Okay. Like, uh, again, you know, if you want to escape, just let us know. We know people in the Underground Railroad. So how are you there, uh, big guy? You got that, P, uh, that POWMIA shirt on. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, that's what it is. You know, they, lo- they left behind about Hope so. But they left. Be, they left behind about twenty two hundred POWs in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Kissinger and Nixon did. Korea even more. No, just left them behind yeah. because they were an inconvenient part of the peace talks. So they said, well, "Let's yeah. just forget about them." They, I, you know, they went back and they recovered bodies and stuff like that. But I often thought, "Wow, we did twenty two hundred people. That's that's a lot of people to lose track of." Of course, it was over yeah. seven years. But in nineteen, I guess seventy three or four, I got. You know, I used to when we were, when we were in grammar school, we were encouraged to buy those bracelets. Uh-huh. Right. So I bought one. A bunch of us all in school got one, and uh, the guy I had was an Air Force uh, pilot, Captain Anthony Andrews. Hmm. The guy was released, and he was actually. Uh, used as one of the soldiers, you know, he came down the stairs and he kissed the ground at oh, the uh, yeah. airport. 
And he actually went on to become a lawyer and a district attorney out in California. And it, oh. and he was still, last time I looked it up, I mean, he was still alive. He had just retired because hmm. he was getting older. And what you had to do is you had to, when they send it to you, they sent you a little thing with his name or wherever you can send it to. Yes. You broke it in half and you sent it back. Oh, like yeah. They broke the bond, you know. Yeah. And then they would mail him all of them. And it was pretty interesting because I got to see who he was, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, it made made sense at who the person was. See the people the people they left behind. I mean, you know, the pilots uh, were released. They were uh, in prison in Hanoi. A lot of them, but and and their release was you know was a big deal media wise, and it was like kind of mm-hmm. like the end of the law, um, the official end of the law the, the day that they took off. But you know, the people they left behind were just ordinary soldiers who were captured or just never accounted for or whatever. And um, they just didn't know how to work it out. Kissinger and the North Vietnamese just didn't know how to work it out. What are we going to do? Are we going to search for these people, whatever? So they just said, hell with them. That's it. You know, they're gone. And uh, that's a disgrace on top of a disgrace. Anyway, uh, POW MIAs, don't stop looking for them. Uh, so tonight we have an interesting shoe. First of all, uh, we're going to do, uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit later on to a super fan, Kim Shea, up there in Edmonton, Canada one of our Canadian friends, and he has five questions for Raven. He's the second or third winner. I can't remember which. But it's a big hit. We get a little bit of an insight into Raven's life, what it's like to be a good witch. And um, I did have to edit the content, some of the questions. I asked for five. He sent about 35. Some got personal. (laughs) But don't worry. He's like, uh, what size panty do you wear? Back after that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> along that, along those lines. But anyway, is it a we'll, French cut or is it a uh, something else? No, come on. Um, so um, we're going to be doing that. We have a top ten list because our good friend, security chief Willie Club, is in Ireland. He's in Ireland for a month, uh, renting a quite place. He sent me pictures. Looks great. Um, envy him. Uh, and I asked him if uh, is it true that there's like a pub right out of the. You know, right out of the picture frame, and he said, yes, I was kidding around. He wasn't, you know. There's a pub on every corner, apparently, where he is. And um, so we have a top ten list why he's over in Ireland. I never teased the list for some reason, but tonight I did. Then we'll be talking um, later on about this uh, haunted amusement park uh, down south somewhere. Raven, where is it? It's in Louisiana or someplace? It's in West Virginia. Oh, okay. Actually. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. So, um, and also we're going to be talking uh, – Switch is going to do a report from the fringe about giant UFOs, uh, which is a cool subject. So that's our show tonight and uh, whatever else happens. So anyway, now here's a part of the show that everyone uh, looks forward to. Uh, listeners and hosts alike, it's what did Switch have for breakfast? Now, Switch has recently relocated to West Virginia, as we've um, talked about earlier. So that means his choice of diners, his choice of places to go have breakfast, or his choice of stores to buy his breakfast has changed. So Switch. Please, I think in the last couple of weeks you were telling us that you've had uh, some episodes with um, biscuits and gravy, right? Right. Okay. So uh, are you continuing the string or are you mixing it up? Well, actually, I can't remember which week it was, but I, this is a, a, an exact repeat of one of the uh, last couple uh, uh, shows. Okay. Um, in the morning, I had uh, blueberry Pop-Tarts with frosting yes. okay. and black coffee. Yes. And then as, as the morning went on, get close to lunch, I got a little hungry and I... I went to uh, Tudor's Biscuit World and I had a uh, a biscuit, biscuits and gravy. Well, actually, one biscuit, one biscuit, and gravy with bacon. Now, one biscuit with bacon. will cover one third of Nebraska. See, that's how big they are. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> See, I actually didn't eat at all because you know that's a lot of calories, and I was full. So, uh, that's what I did. Do we need about the size of your plate or what? How big are they? 
Just curious. But, well, yeah, you 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 open open this biscuit up, yep. and uh, you don't see much of the plate left, but there's wow. a bunch of gravy. It, it's uh, it's really hard to see the plate. So the gravy is in the biscuit. What's that? The, they put the gravy in the biscuit. Well, you they, they cut the biscuit open. And it's, yep. it's it's flat open. Yep. And and it's smeared all over with uh, gravy. Oh. oh man! And, and smeared well, with you put, gravy. You put smeared. butter, ketchup. What do you put on that thing? Smeared. Yeah. What do you put on it? Ketchup, butter. Honey? No, no, no. You don't need anything. No, no really? No. Yeah. Huh. Just no, the gravy. Know, this is, yeah, this is sort of like the, one of the basic building blocks of the universe. You yeah. don't mess with well, it. I don't know about the universe. It's like but... a meat-based gravy, right? It's a... Yeah, it's a like... sausage and gravy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sausage gravy. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. So how many, uh, what's the over end in the calories in that? I'm going to say about 7,000. I'm going to take the <laughs> you know, I think over. It, it, when you look up on, on, the, on the thing, on the menu, I think it's like... Uh, Seven hundred and something for one, <laughs> and eight billion for two. Yeah, sure. There you go. <laughs> it could be a little odd, but right. it's pretty close. Wow, I see. I didn't think the biscuits but, were big. Like if you bought, if you got that at a oh, up here, it, they'd be the size listen, of cupcakes. Uh, honestly, if you could, you could, you could cover one third of Nebraska with one. Of these, really? Yeah. Honestly. Oh yeah. man. And they're made to fill you up, obviously. So. Oh good lord! Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how anybody can eat two of these. I don't even know how the plate holds. Okay, the over run, the run switch saying I've eaten two of them is four months. Who's got the over? I got the under. Switch, you'll be eating two of them. Don't they normally sell biscuits and gravy as like a side too? So it's like Uh, not even supposed to be a main dish. Is it a main dish? I'm in West by God, Virginia. It's a main dish. Is it really? Yeah. But like in, you know, sideways New York, that would be like at your local diner. That would be like a side. side. And they would give you like a A little tiny biscuit. A little little biscuit. biscuit Yeah. Yeah. And gravy. Yeah. Wow. Wait, what? A biscuit that would cover one third of Rhode Island. Mm-mm. We're talking yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> oh, Delaware. <laughs> have you seen people drinking Coke for breakfast down there, Switch? Can you report any? Uh, I have. I can't verify that okay. uh, at this juncture. Okay. But I hear that's also big down there. So, wow. Okay, Switchy. So, is this what we can expect now? Um, just uh, one biscuit and some gravy every week? Do you have- well, when, I, when, I, when I have, when I decide to have biscuits, which is not. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't always get a hankering for them. Okay. But when hankering. I do, it'll never be two. What, actually, a, a couple of months ago when I was driving back and forth from West Virginia to Michigan, I ordered two biscuits one time. Yes. And I thought they made a mistake, you know. <laughs> so, <Really? laughs> I mean, it was just. Uh, Too much? It, it, it was, it, was, it would have covered the entire state of Nebraska. Now, did you have bacon as well? Yeah, I, I had bacon. Okay, so you, you, you yeah. ate two pots of the pig, in other words. Right? You got, you got, you know, you, everything goes better with bacon, including a sausage, a gravy, and biscuits. Oh, boy. We can edit that into a sweet oh. joke. Well, listen. well uh, okay, once again, uh, uh, Switchy, exploring the cuisine down in West Virginia, as it turns out. What is it about bacon that everything goes with? I mean, it's, it's like it's an incredible piece of meat. Once again. It just is. Edit that into a joke. Look, I think it's because oh, you know. I, I think it's because you can't eat a lot of it. You know, what I mean, you can, but you can't. Oh yes, you can. What, what what's a lot? <laughs> you can eat a lot. You can eat it like potato chips. Like sometimes. No, nah, you can't eat uh, more the, than the kids. Meat. The kids fry up some bacon. Fry it up in a pan. Actually, they they can grill it or they put it in a uh, a flat uh, oven sheet. You know, yep, cookie okay. sheet. Yep. Do it that way. Yeah. Put it in the oven. Yep. Cri- nice and crispy. I like it. I like it. Crispy, but it's still flexible. Okay? Right. Well, I know the I know the secret of cooking bacon. I, someone who burns, you know, water, I know the secret of cooking bacon because someone I knew years ago told me is you put it in a big frying pan and you just mm-hmm. keep moving it. You just keep it moving. You know what okay. I mean? Keep it, keep yeah. turning it, keep moving it, and then it gets to that point where you just said it's cooked, but it's still flexible. Take yes. it out, put it in a paper towel, throw six yeah. more on top. But I have never eaten more than. Four slices of bacon at one time in my life. That to me is just—it's too much salt. It's too much kind of impact on the old uh, body, you know. 
I can see that, but you know what? It makes a great sandwich. Eat you know, just by itself. <laughs> just a bacon sandwich. But no bacon, lettuce and tomato. <laughs> bacon with anything is a dynamite sandwich. Uh-huh. Comes to go out. But bacon by itself on like toasted mm. toasted bread or um, English muffins. Really, man, you're crazy. I was going to say, just, I feel like we need to explore are. this more. Yeah, I know, I know. You know I maybe add that in with the Victoria's Secret stuff on like a Mac after dark, and we'll just mm-hmm. really like hammer ah. in with like, yeah. well, what about this combination? What? Bagels yes. and bacon. Ba- well, bagels and bacon. Yeah, wait a, a minute. Given. I think that's against uh, bagels some kind of religious bagels, law. Bagels, beans, and bacon. Bagels, beans, and bacon. Just by the way, I, I agree with everything he said and more. <laughs> Chuck, if you walk into a, a deli in, in New York City and ask for bacon on a bagel, would they give it to you? Absolutely. You, well, you just say, uh, make an egg on a roll. They know. Okay. Cheese, yeah. the, the egg, they know what roll they yeah. know. Now I'm hungry for bacon, for a bagel, for you know gravy, for grits. I've suddenly turned southern. I, I can't find a bagel in England for some reason. It's around great. here, it's a... Is that right? Yeah. Guy. I can't I find can't a coney dog around here. <laughs> in West Virginia? That's patented hey. in New York only. You know what I did find though when I was I had to uh, change from the uh, the train to the tube at Paddington Station. I didn't see the bear. No. And I didn't see the queen, but I saw a Krispy Kreme donut place. Yeah, station. Really oh, so in London. You had to get a whole shirt box. That's crazy because they really <laughs> should have. They studied them in business school on how not to you know succeed because they expanded so quickly. Krispy Kremes. They were they were building roads in Massachusetts to lead people off the highway safely to get into the Krispy Kreme because there was traffic jams in Randolph, and then all of a sudden, boom! They started they had to, to um, you know stop expanding, and then they had to contract. They're still around, but they're not like they used to. But it's funny they were over in England. I've never that had one. Funny. Either. I was shocked. So anyway, man, now I want a donut. What's going on here? You got a great donut place down the street here. Really? Yeah. McCappy's. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they can be our official, uh, a second official donut store <laughs> of the show. I thought we had the official yeah. donut. Well, now he uh, doesn't live in the area. Place, so. place. Yeah, there's but, other place. Yeah, he, he can't, he can't, he can't make his personal appearances now. He's too, he's mm-hmm. relocated. What a Mac, Mac, what you need is a menu. I'm sorry, Jocko, please. I'm sorry, Mac. I'm sorry, Steve. I mean, too right. uh, I was going to say, Mac, what you need is a minion. Like when I was a, and my children were young, and they were my minions. So whatever you say, they do. You know, you just say, oh, go I get see. a donut, jump in mm-hmm. a car, go here. And they just go. They're minions. Yeah, yeah people. You need your people. You need people. To yeah, exactly. Yourself. Right. But there were kids. I didn't want to say that. I'm teaching okay. the wrong exactly. way right away, you know? Min- minions. It sounds like a medieval term, but I forgot. Well, they were like... cartoons on the movies. What's they the thing with the, the, the cartoons running around? They just got a head in the middle there. They look they like they're whatever around. you tell them. Those are minions, like, right? There are, there are also evil minions. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Once again, another, possibly another show. Can you do a fringe report on that? Switch, uh, perhaps. <laughs> Switch. You look like you get you got a sunburn or a tan or something. What's going on? You know, working on the fields? I say looks tan. Well, I'm out a lot. I uh, when I when I go to the Montana Museum. Yes. I go back and forth to the statue. There's a lot of people that go up to the statue. Yep. But and and they I, I offer to take their picture because you know what if it's a family somebody has to stay out of the picture to take everybody else's picture. Yes. So I'm there. I will offer to take their picture and I I. Uh, you know, I tell them to, uh, to get the full experience. You have to walk around behind the Mothman uh, to get the full Monty, so to speak. Yeah. I, I won't tell you what that is. Because, I'll tell you uh, what it is. Mothman. There. Moth- but, but also, if you look up at the second story of the Mothman Museum, you see there's a man in black that's observing you. And a lot of people miss that. So I, I make sure they have the full experience when I'm there. Well, great tour guide. Yeah. Let's go back You're to amazing. that statue for a second. Because when you look at it from the rear end, he has no underpants on, right? Correct. 
That's correct. He's but from the front, he looks like a Ken doll. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Wait, wow. they're making a live action Barbie movie. Did they cast Mothman to play Ken? <laughs> now, if the, the man who's, who's no longer with us with the sculpture was Bob Roach. Now, if you go, if you look at the Mothman statue, you turn around <laughs> yes. and walk down through the flood wall. On, on the uh, flood wall on the other side, between, between that and the Ohio River, there's all kinds of murals of various battle scenes of, of, uh, that took place down there. If you walk a little further to your left or south on the Ohio, you'll see several more statues that Bob Roach created. Davy Crockett, uh-huh. uh, Chief Cornstalk, uh-huh. Mad Ann Bailey, uh, some general who I can never remember his name see, because I know the weird stuff better than the actual history. General and Coleman. if you walk a little further, yes. you'll come to Twin Day Park where the two rivers come together the Kanawha and the Ohio. And Chief Cornstalk is buried there. Hmm. And there's a couple more monuments. And if you walk the other direction uptown, a block and a half, you'll find the Bridge Memorial, the, the names of the 46 people that died on the bridge or on the sidewalk. And if you look further down on the flood wall, you'll see a beautiful mural of the way the bridge used to look mm-hmm. with perspective going over to the Ohio, because it used to be 6th Street where you would drive over to the Ohio side. But that's where the bridge uh, was that collapsed. So, wow. Note to self. A lot to see right in town. I mean, it's full of history and excitement, adventure. Um, what do we, very uh, memorable. Adventure. What do we build the uh, Mothman Museum for that five-minute free advertisement? That's what you... <laughs> see what now? No, no. So anyway, why don't we do this? We have There's a top ten no list. No extra charge. <laughs> I know that. Um, we have a top ten list now uh, that we're uh, dedicating to our good friend, our security chief, Willie Club, who is over in Ireland for the month scouting things out. And uh, sent me pictures, sent us all pictures of this place he's in. Very nice place. We miss him, so we figured we'd do top 10 reasons why Club is in Ireland. Is that right, Raven? That is right. That's the list. Okay. Well, let's see what it says. All right. Start the music here. Start the music. And number 10. Uh, He heard the natives enjoy a drink every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Heard that somewhere before. He's, he's loving every minute <laughs> yeah. of that. Okay, number nine. Please, right? Uh, he plans to swim the Irish Sea and visit JJ. See, right? He might, he might be showing up at your door there sometime soon. Hey, that'd be awesome. Soaking, That's a good idea. Soaking wet. Okay, number eight. Why is club in Ireland? Uh, number eight. He was going to Vegas, but with all the recent chaos at airports, wound up in Dublin. <laughs> Lucky him. Wow. <laughs> okay. Did they lose his baggage? Or did, you know, where did his baggage end up? Still in transit. I mean, I don't know, man. You got to ask club. <laughs> uh, next, please. Right. <laughs> Number seven. He just can't get enough of those redheads. <laughs> he can't get enough of those redheads. Whoops. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> Let's do that again, okay? And not have the crickets involved. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, please. Right. Uh, Number seven. He just can't get enough of those redheads. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Is he, he going to be meeting someone from Ginger Paradise? Yes, yes, but redheads are known to be a little temperamental. Okay, next, please. Right. Uh, number six. He's looking for an ancient hair-growing secret. Plans to surprise Switchy. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Okay, sorry, Switch. Uh, next, please. Right. Uh, number five. A leprechaun from Southie owes him money. Got to track the little bastard down. <laughs> That's too local. Next, please. <laughs> Number four. Um, to his friends at the IRS, he's looking for UFOs. Really? Because he's going to deduct the trip. See? Okay, let's go. He used to work at the IRS. All right. 
Number three, uh, he read Mac's Irish spy drama, The Sea of Moons, on sale everywhere. Yeah. Kind of a bestseller. The Sea of Moons? The Sea of Moons, you bet. <laughs> what are you Can laughing at? You're, you're in it, Dan Juan. What are you laughing at? I know. You play a kitchen one. Uh, I love it, though. Okay. Next. Number, t- yeah, number two. Um, he has a craving for potatoes that he just can't explain. Yum. <laughs> we worked a little bit over that. That was a little sexual when we started, but we cleaned it up. Okay. Um, okay. And the number one reason, clubs in Ireland, he just had to get away from this top ten bullshit. I know how he feels. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Let's clap him. Let's clap the club. Let's Wow. Let's clap the club man. He's um he's over there and he may join us either next week or the following week, remote from Ireland. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it will be. So why don't we do this now? Speaking about fun, why don't we do this now? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Maclone's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Akmaloni's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Went Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, let me introduce the members of the gang. Girls, JJ's here. Hello, Mac. Hello, gang. No cover tonight. Especially. No. I haven't gotten any girl fan mail lately. What's up with that? Uh, Can you check that to see if it uh, fell on the floor or something? Yeah, no, it didn't fall on the floor. There are two people who get most of the fan mail these days, JJ. I didn't want to break it to you, but yeah, it's true. We know Could who I they break are. break it to me, I can take it. Well, let's switch in Raven. Yeah. Okay. It's oh, bumming me out it, now. It, it won't affect us at all, right, Raven? We're not gonna. We're, we won't change at all. I think it's both of them definitely are definitely not <laughs> going to my head. No. Both of them are preening at the and JJ's and <laughs> yeah. Tia's. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's come the on, Raven. Look at all that preening. Yeah. That's so, what uh, I got to do. I got to do more preening. So Mac, uh, what do they say when they uh, send us fan mail? That voice you hear is our national correspondent down in West Virginia, Switchblade Steve Wood. They are just interested in. They like you for your research, for your intellect, Switchy. Okay. And I like Raven for other reasons. On top of Do they ever mention my handsome countenance? It never comes up. Not really. Okay. Okay. But but if it does, you'll be the first. No. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. 
The strange thing is, is that uh, the old macaroni never gets any email. <laughs> strange as that. But you anyway. get the wacky email. What are you talking about? I'd you love get, a wacky email. You get the wacky email, and then they become a super fan, and next thing you know, they're on the show. Well, you know. well, Mac, you know what it's like. Remember the TV show Barney Miller? Yes. Everybody talked about the characters surrounding Barney Miller. He's mm-hmm. the one. He was the central. He was like the central hub to kind yes. of pull everything together. Right. But everybody like Wojciechowicz and uh, and yeah. Jack Sue and all those guys got got all the comments. So I'm Barney Miller now. Well, in, in, a, in, a, in a positive way. Okay, thank you. Wow. Is there any other way? Listen, that's a very funny show. I'm sure it's around yes, the it reruns. Is. But if you can sit through like a 70s show, it's it's hilarious. And the, and the best episode ever is when the cops get high because they mistakenly yes. eat marijuana brownies. It, it, it was Wojohowicz's girlfriend made some brownies. They didn't know it was laced. Yeah. And so they're, they're eating it. And I, I love it. Remember uh, Abe? Uh, Bogota, yep. big fish. Yep. And so, of course, the action's off stage, but they're saying that fish was in pursuit of this one bad guy, and he's leaping across buildings <laughs> yeah. to catch him. <laughs> like Batman. And then uh, Jack Sue gets high. Jack Sue was, um, yes. and he goes, let's let's get down the beach and shoot some clams. <laughs> <laughs> and he, also, he says, hey, has anybody seen my legs? They're about this long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very funny. Funny. Maybe FBI. Really, Jack scam. Sue was hilarious. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Funny show. Uh, so anyway, uh, that switch switches here. Raven, Raven is here. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, how's things up there? In, in the, all the snow gone up in sideways? It's finally all gone. And yeah. Jul- yep. Early July, years it goes away. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's the hair report? The hair's looking pretty good for the summertime. Sure is. Look at that. Yeah, it's really hot up here, and mm-hmm. the hair is hot, but it's okay. I had a bucket hat on over the weekend. So you guys know I was doing some hiking and I had my, my trusty bucket hat on. Bucket hat. Great. What what is a bucket hat? Please tell us. Like a floppy hat. Oh, okay. All right. Like it looks like a it really looks like a bucket, yeah. Like a bucket? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Never saw one, but I'm sure I will at some point. With the open end over your head. Is it an actual That's bucket? typically how people wear them. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. a bucket like a like a black like a bear bucket? In a plastic? No. no, it's like I'll take a picture. A You've like seen that. one. I've seen one, maybe. Mine's Send gray. A yeah. yeah, I don't get out much, so maybe not. I think didn't you post something like that on uh, the Mac Maloney Instagram? I don't one think on the Mac Maloney. Shots? I think it was on mine. Okay. But I'm pretty sure okay. yes. Well, I fo- I follow you all over the place, Raven. So <laughs> wow. don't be alarmed if you feel this warm breath. Sounds like testimony. Let me pursuing you at night. Yeah. <laughs> You're not actually in the UK. <laughs> right, yeah. How do we know? <laughs> wow. So anyway, so uh, Raven is here, and also our good friend Draco Johnson down there, way down south, is with us. JJ, Jojo. Hey Mac, don't feel bad if you didn't get an email because if uh, I have, I've never seen it or heard of it, so I'm with you. Yeah, we're in the same boat. You know, it's just the two superstars who people want to write to. But anyway, so um, we do have a report tonight from Raven about uh, a haunted amusement park. I've never heard of a haunted amusement park, but man, what a movie. What a movie. People are stuck in a haunted amusement park. What do we call it? The Stuck in, stuck in the haunted house up in the Ferris wheel. Yeah, like the haunted house is the only cool place you can go. Everything else is haunted. Oh, maybe it will write itself later on tonight. So what's the name of this place, Raven? Uh, this is Lake Shawnee Amusement Park uh, in Mercer County, West Virginia. Okay. So well, what's going on down there? Yeah. Um, so lots is going on there. Um, it was originally named, it was originally named Clover Bottom. 
Um, and Lake Shawnee was home to um, a group of Native Americans who are part of the Shawnee tribe. Uh, this land was quote unquote shared um, with the Clay family, uh, Mitchell, his wife, Phoebe, and their 14 children. The Clay family quote unquote inherited this property through slave trading and were the first white settlers of Mercer County. Um, according to town records, the Shawnee tribe were the aggressors in a deadly confrontation involving three of the Clay children, Bartley, Ezekiel, and Tabitha um, in August of 1783. Um, Mr. Clay had instructed Bartley and Ezekiel to build a fence to protect some crops. Um, so while they were working on the fence, Mr. Clay left to hunt. Um, and it is said that 11 Shawnee Indians stopped the boys from the tree line. Uh, Bartley was the first to be shot and killed, followed by Tabitha, who was trying to protect her brother's remains. Tabitha put up a fight, but was actually knifed to death. Um, before the group fled, they scalped both the dead children and captured Ezekiel. He was taken to a town in Ohio where he was ultimately burned at the stake. Wow. Um, so Mitchell Clay came home um, and he found came upon this carnage. He tracked the group down and slaughtered several Native Americans before returning home. Um, according to findagrave.com, Tabitha and Bartley are buried at Clay Memorial Park in Bluestone, West Virginia. Um, and sadly, the only remains that were found of Ezekiel were ash, um, and his death certificate states he was cremated. Um, however, there is some controversy surrounding this massacre and how it all started. They have actually brought in psychic mediums and shamans to investigate the area, um, and they report being told by spirits that the Native Americans were not the ones who came in hot. But unfortunately, we only have the document as it's written today. So we'll, we're really never going to know that. Wait, wait, um, they're not the ones that came in what? Came in hot? Came in hot, yeah. Meaning so they actually did they, it? They, uh, they're saying the Native Americans... Didn't might not have started it yeah okay um but finished it sort of um mm -hmm. yeah uh, not great um wow. so in 1926 uh conley Sindo purchased the clay farm and developed the land into an amusement park um complete with a ferris wheel swings and a pond for swimming um but it seemed like the joy that you know this brought could not dismiss the darkness that overwhelms this land to this day um, Lake Shawnee Amusement Park has been the site of six deaths, most notably a little girl who was killed when a delivery truck backed into the path of her swing and a little boy who drowned oh, while swimming yeah. in the pool when his arm got stuck in a drain pipe. Um, in the mid 60s, the park shut down, um, left abandoned to rot and rust. Um, in the 80s, the park was purchased by Gaylord White who attempted to restore the park to its former glory, but the high cost of insurance forced him to close after only a few years. Uh, Mr. White has reported hearing the wooden swings creak and told the Travel Channel, quote, sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand and you feel cold air blowing through the seat. Mm. And when you get to the middle, you feel something warm. And we believe that's her spirit, end quote. Um, so visitors of the ghost tour that the park now offers regularly leave toys and little gifts at the swings for the little girl. Mm. And the chair that she died on is marked with a ribbon. Um, the little boy who drowned while swimming can be seen moving around the park. But it is said that he's typically spotted right at the entrance so he can greet people coming in. Wow. It's like the saddest thing ever. Um, really? Many investigators and park goers have also reported seeing a shadow figure 
towering at nearly seven feet. That does not give off a good vibe. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in an attempt to make use of the land that he purchased, Mr. White started using the pond for fishing tournaments and planned to use some of the space uh, for mud bogging. Um, mm-hmm. While excavating for the new attraction, though, the White family uncovered some shocking discoveries. Um, with the help from Marshall University, they uncovered clothing, bracelets, tools, and a mass grave. Uh, it is suggested that as many as 3,000 Shawnee may have been buried here oh. as the tribe simply vanished. Um, so as of the release of this episode, 13 bodies have been uncovered. Um, there's a small memorial site at the burial ground as well. And visitors have begun leaving offerings for the deceased um, in the hopes that, you know, they pay their respects and, and maybe it will it will bring them some good fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, the tree line that we discussed at the beginning of this report is about 200 yards behind the memorial, and many people experience the feeling of being watched from all across the tree line, mm. and the shadow figure in particular likes to hide behind those trees and kind of play games. Um, and that, my friends, is the horrific history of Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Wow. Let's give her a hand, please. Only because I'm too scared to do anything else. Let me ask you this. Is it, is it open? It's open for ghost tours. It yes. is, yeah. Oh, wow. But is it a, still a working uh, no. amusement park? No. No, it's totally overgrown. It's actually really, it's creepy, it's disturbingly beautiful the way that it's overgrown. Um, the trees I'll, are growing post- up in, in the Ferris wheel or something. Yes. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just being consumed by nature. It's like there's one. Uh, there's one near Chernobyl. You know that it was a zoo. And it's all over. That's exactly. Yeah, it's yes. all overgrown and stuff. It just looks like a, a place where people usually go and have fun, but it's all overgrown. Like, hey, this is it, the end of the world type stuff. Let me ask you this though: this happens a lot. Why do these people insist on burying it on Indian burying burial grounds? Yeah. It never works out. It never works no, out. I it mean, never does. Is it you think you have it surveyed first? Yes, yeah, surveyed yeah. and excavated or something. Something. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't you don't know. know it's an Indian burial ground, but you know. Yeah, but I think sometimes right. they have a good idea. You know what I mean? They they just just there's probably just word around town that hey, no one's built on this before because it's a burial ground. You know, all of a sudden you put yeah. an apartment building up, but and it never ever. That's all you hear. That's what you hear. So many hauntings. They you know well, bury the, them over Native American. The McClintic Wildlife Area, north of Point Pleasant, which is known as a TNT area, was a, a a big battlefield at one time. There were many bodies buried there, and if you go down to Twin Day Park, where the two rivers come together, there are many bodies buried under there as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but this goes back many many years, yeah, right. many many battles, and it's impossible to tell how many uh, of the deceased are actually buried there. So, so Raven, are they doing archaeological stuff there now, trying to, you know? Yeah, so they're they're working on it currently. I actually just watched this episode too. Um, they did it on Portals to Hell, which is a great show. Okay. Um, and they they're about maybe a foot deep, mm-hmm. and that that's where they found a foot deep was where they they found thirteen bodies. Stuff, yeah, wow. So it's I I mean it's like they were finding um like arrowheads and like just little tools were just starting to come up. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and then when they started the excavating that's when they found everything else. So I mean these are very shallow that we, you know we could probably uncover a lot more but they're they're working on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's open for ghost hunting. Anyway, you know, it's not just sitting there. It's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Done and it? it's really pretty. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty. Hmm. Has those ghost hunter guys uh, done a done a show there in the amusement park? That'd be a good segment. I don't 
know. I don't watch that show. I watch the other ones. I don't like that one. Uh, but Sorry, spooked, guys. <laughs> spooked. Uh, spooked. Northern Ireland. Are those? I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of uh, that. Spooked. One. New York City. Spooked. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spooked. Spooked. Flemington, New Hampshire. Okay. Mac Maloney's Ghostbusters. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Too bad that name isn't. Yeah. Already Didn't we have the Ghost Sisters on the show one time? The Ghost Sisters, yeah. One of them yeah, was a uh, prison guard. Right, yeah. yeah. I think Switch was supposed to connect with them at some point. What happened to Switch? You're just not telling us? I I, uh, I don't think I got any uh, uh, links to connect with. Okay. Oh. That's your story. Stick with it. Hmm. So anyway, why don't we do this? Thank you, Raven, for that report and for creeping yeah. us out. That was a really good again. report. Um, I, I cannot let the segment go by without noticing that you have some tattoos now. Is that a new tattoo you have? On your uh, I, right shoulder. I don't have one on my shoulder. Okay. I just draw these on every day. I just oh, you do that's what I thought with a it was. Sharpie. Okay. Right. Yeah. With a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on that note, why don't we take a commercial break out? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Show show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrex, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Aroni. What a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, let me introduce the members of the gang. Uh, girls, very famous JJ is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Uh, also, our national correspondent down there in West Virginia, Plain Pleasant, Switchblade Steve Ward. It's great to be here. Our uh, good friend, good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hi, thanks for having me. And also, our uh, deep, deep. South Car Southern correspondent Jocko Johnson, Jocko Jojo, President of Canafor. Okay. What you have? What you have for uh, lunch today? No, what you have for dinner last night? You um, dinner last night? Uh, we had sent back to New York to one of the pork stores we used to go to. Yes, and I had a couple rings of uh, parsley and cheese sausage. With the, you know, they're just in a ring like all together mm. sticks. Mm. Grilled that and two tins of uh, rice balls. 
<laughs> a little uh, tomato sauce, a little gravy, a little macaronis, you know. Ooh, yeah. Wow, huh? I, yeah. I got some brajols, but I'm saving them. Oh, for brajols. So you oh, have this stuff, man. you have it mailed down? Is, does it mail, uh, delivered to you from New York? Yeah, of course. Right yeah. to my door. Call my boy. He made me fresh mutts and threw that in and some Zeppelin though on the side. Oh, man. Now I'm hungry Jeez. for like everything. That sounds pretty good. Yes, it sounds right. great. Because I knew it was going to rain, so I knew we weren't going for the hamburgers and hot dogs. We did it like two days ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what a pain in the neck it is to make brajol? I used to make it, but yeah, you can't get a butcher. Oh, yeah, it's easy. It's time-consuming. The it's problem great. is you can't get the butcher to cut the meat right. Oh, but yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They're idiots. They're no butchers. They're just, you know, <laughs> yep, there is none. <laughs> they, they butcher it is what happens. Yeah, you always want to be yeah. friends with your butcher, though, as it turns out. So anyway, listen, we have a special guest with us tonight. Super fan up there in Edmonton, Canada. We're going to clap him on Kim Shea. Kim yeah. Shea. <laughs> we'll sweeten that up. Don't worry. Kim. <laughs> Tim was on our infamous show about a year and a half ago, our all-Canadian show, which on my notes, at 10 minutes in, I just said, lost control. That's it. The next that was next crazy, hour. yeah. Next that was crazy. They took really it over. Very they took it over. <laughs> very funny. Very funny. <laughs> just so like when, a hockey game. Yeah. like Okay, well, we're on some draft tonight, so when the fights who knows what will happen. It might go crazy. I don't know. Are they drafting tonight? Tonight's the night? No, I'm on draft. Oh, you are? Oh, I got the hockey. Here, here, okay, we do too as a turn. Mr. Mac, good draft. So- we have uh, we've been running this contest. Um, five questions for Raven for our fans. So many people uh, sent in entries that we had to pick three, and Kim is one of them. So Kim is here. Kim Shea, super fan up in Edmonton, Canada. Five questions he's always wanted to ask Raven. Raven, are you ready? I'm ready. And what are you drinking tonight, Raven? Just in case we have to send the EMTs. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Two beers in. Okay. Okay, we're gonna start with number five, I guess. Is uh, that the, start with number five, and we'll, we'll yes, we'll work our way down. Okay, here we go. How about this one for the first one? Have you ever cast a spell to get a dude? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's oh. a good one. And I won't tell your husband or your husband to be if it is the truth. Yeah. It's, it's our secret. Anyway. It's our secret. Please take the screenshot now, please, of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember in like elementary school, I used to like play around with things. So oh. I don't know that I ever cast a spell, yes. but I definitely screwed around with stuff that I had no idea what I was doing. So there's with. some poor little victim. <laughs> but out not there. as an adult. Okay. All right. Well take your word for it. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Get sure. a nerve there, Kim. Go ahead. <laughs> we, it's a good we, one. Do, do you guys have SOs? We have like these SO gas stations. Yes, right. Back in the day they used to give out like really odd things to buy gas. And one of them was these weird books and one of them was a witchcraft book which kind of said how to get a dude or how to get a girl. And it was really like how to pluck so you'd pluck their hair and you'd go and do some weird stuff and mix it with sulfur and then burn it. And they still have it? We, we, <laughs> the, we used to get dish towels and, and, and blow up dinosaurs, you know? That's about yeah. it. To get girls? <laughs> dinosaurs. That got girls for you? <laughs> Nothing exciting like that. Oh, that's too bad. That was It was an exciting time for gas at that, back <laughs> in those so. days when it was that. 25 cents a gallon. Of yeah, course, right. But I remember that. Wash your windows and, and fill it up themselves. Yeah, that's yeah, right, there yeah. was no self-serve was weird. I can remember going to a self-serve yeah. and just being like perplexed. Like, you got to be kidding me. You're yeah. going to handle that stuff and put it in the car. I Gasoline, can't believe it. I was most explosive thing. Going around. away. Yeah. I thought something was wrong. Something was wrong. Well, okay. Number four. Number four. Five questions. You ready? Five questions. Kim Shea has always wanted to ask Raven. <laughs> number four. If you could go back in history, who would you be? If you go back in history, who would you be? That's a good one. Um, you know, I think I would all the way be Agatha Christie because she's just super cool. 
I, I mean, Christie. You no know, mystery writer, horror writer. Yeah. Oh yeah, a- ahead of her time, definitely. For sure. a, f- a feminist, uh, all those things. Yeah, totally cool one. Uh, I like that one yeah. too. Huh? Okay. I could see you. I could see it. <laughs> you're gonna say like Matahari or something like that, no? <laughs> Matahari. Yeah. Okay. By the pricking of my thumbs. Wow. Uh, watch that. You know, the FCC says you can unuse the word prick on the air as a verb. Paul said yep. pricking okay, by the sorry. pricking of my thumbs. So it's okay. okay. Yeah. Number three, please, Kim. <laughs> number three. Okay. Uh, number three is what is the strangest coincidence to ever happen to you? What's the strangest coincidence to ever happen to you? Hmm. I just hope someone's taking screenshots of this because this is <laughs> this is priceless. <laughs> Um, you know, I always have this weird, um, I, I don't think premonition is the right word, but like coincidence would probably be the best way Go ahead. where I'll be, you know, listening to the radio or to like driving in my car. And I'm like, I feel like this song is going to come on next, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And then it'll just come on. And right, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Okay. And then I just move on with my day and like, but it happens like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like this is, this is next. And then there it is. Do you ever me. have like number coincidences or uh, word coincidences? Like Mac and I were yakking about words coming across what you'll be typing. And if you're listening to the radio, the same word, and it's not like a non-obtrusive word, just strange words that will pop up at the exact same yep. moment. That are, happens to me all the time. Both my wife just get absolutely floored by some of this stuff. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I've had it actually while listening to your show too. And it's just, we're doing something totally like tangent to what the show's about and yet the words come up. So this is what it is. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. So, and, and I know Kim and I had had this discussion before off here. So basically what happened, how it happens to me is I'll be sitting there, you know, writing, I'll have some kind of music on and there'll be a lyric in the song that all is the word that I am typing or yeah. I'll have the TV on. And, and it's, it's not, as he said, it's not always like these big words. It's always like the, it might be the, there, whatever. Right. So, and it just happens to be that coincidence at that time. I'm hearing the word and I'm typing it. It's, yeah. it's almost, it's almost like deja vu. That's a kind strange, of yeah, right. To it. it gives me that same kind of like the hair on the back of your neck kind of gets raised up and you're just like in the sense, senses are just heightened a little bit to right. just kind of be aware of what's maybe around like you. What happens? I, I've become, as my, I've gotten older, I've become more like exactly that what is around me is there something i'm supposed to be paying attention to that i'm yeah. not seeing right Those now. are the signals yeah I, just I, more I, like in tune with yourself i started writing down yeah, these words absolutely and i started writing down the words okay um and um i got in one phrase said take water to your brothers those are the words that i typed over maybe two weeks take water to your brothers how strange that that, wow. that to me is like kind of like a message from Somewhere else. That's very. Take yeah, water something. to your brothers. Yeah, that's definitely happened to me with, with, it has happened to me with words, but it's, I more frequently see patterns in numbers. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. Uh-huh. I, maybe it's personalized for people. I don't know. Maybe it's just something to get us. Uh, I mean, some, I was going to say about reincarnation. Like some people believe that maybe some of these notes or, or tones or whatever you want to call them uh-huh. that come across your bow or something that was to just gift your awareness before you even came here is that you would be more aware in this life form yes. to be paying mm-hmm. attention to what's around you that's important. I'm not sure. I'm just throwing that out there because I can't yeah. make sense of half of this stuff. It just, I know Mac and I have talked about the weirdness of reality being kind of like maybe a matrix or something. some other thing. And uh, oddly enough, some of these uh, alien abductions that go into space that seem to go into a room that these aliens can expand on spatially, temporally, yep. and recreate in such a way that uh, it, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't make sense of reality or non-reality. It is so real 
it just blows you away and makes me think that maybe that's where we all are. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're all in a spaceship being taken somewhere, or maybe we're in an ark and we don't even know it. Well, UFO investigator Raymond Fowler, who has had his own abduction experiences, he has he wrote an entire book on these kinds of coincidences. They happen to him all the time. Sometimes people that get drawn into this this phenomena uh, have this happen all the time. I don't seem to have any coincidences or anything terribly interesting happening to me. So I don't, I'm not sure what it is. I've, I, Steve, I've had the craziest coincidences that like make me think that I'm in a coma dream and somebody's trying to wake me up. Of course, you know, I, I wear aluminum foil under my clothing. So that might be <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> you don't have to wear a hat. Just, just put it under your shirt and your, your britches and you're, you're good. Can, can I oh, tell you, can I tell you one coincidence I had that sure. uh, was enough to, uh, yes make the people around me think that I was seeing a ghost. And I, I went to Israel. I was traveling around by myself and I was in uh, old Jerusalem. It was getting late. I'll, I'll cut to the chase here really quickly. So I don't just drag this up, but I was kind of lost. And I was with a friend of mine who's a uh, Israeli citizen who was behind me, who started swearing in my ear profanity, who started freaking out because they were in the Muslim area. We were in the Muslim area and she wanted to get the heck out of here. So I'm like, trying to get heat of this and trying to head myself out to the East gate. And I can't find it. Well, lo and behold, around a corner comes a gentleman in like monk attire with a rope, a Coleman lamp. He walks up to me and he asks me, are you okay? And I said, I'm okay. I said, I'm just looking for the East gate. He starts questioning me where I'm from. And I tell him, I said, I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He says, well, that's funny. He says, I'm, I'm from there too. I said, really? He says, yeah, I have a church in, in uh, Castle Downs. I'm like, Castle Downs. I go, that, that's where I work. I work at an arena in Castle Downs. I said, it isn't the church across from the rec center there. And he says, yes. And I'm like, really? I'm like, no way. I said, that. he points the way to the East Gate, and my friend just kind of grabs my arm and starts taking me out. And she's like, she goes, that, that was a ghost. There's no way that just happened. I said, I don't know. I was just so absolutely. Just one of the weirdest coincidences, but I've had so many, so many. Anyway. Well, they, you know, they say that those really aren't coincidences that uh, right. you were connected to the guy in some something way. In the ma- something in the, in the program. So, right. Something in the program. We, we used to, we, I got to yeah. find this guy again. Interesting. It's like in the Matrix. His Interesting, yeah. Gray Scott. He's a futurist down in New York. We got to get him back on the show because he yep. would talk about this stuff and it made sense yeah. back then. You know what I mean? It just made sense. He goes, just imagine everything that, that every coincidence is just like a little bit of a ripple in the program. And when you think yeah. of it that way, you say, you know, that's right, because it's just that one little moment of unreality that gives you a <laughs> glimpse of what unreality is, you know, and then everything kind of goes back and getting it back on. But that's a cool story. That I really like that. Yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. that, gentlemen. So next, okay. uh, this is what, uh, number two, five questions. Number two, number two. Okay. okay. There's always one to ask, Raven. Here, this one kind of leads one to the next, but uh, where do you think we go when we die? I'm I'm huge uh I'm a big believer in reincarnation, um, which is why I I trust when I see like the patterns and numbers as Kudos. we were discussing, because they, they are called, you know, the angel numbers and those like synchronicities. And I feel like there's there's patterns that are in your face mm-hmm. for a reason, mm. because it's t- like leading you to like, OK, you have been here before. Like, I'm going to I'm going to tell you, even if you don't get what it means, I feel like subconsciously there is something that's like. Okay, like I have experienced this, but I'm yep. I'm 100% reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you totally. As as Absolutely. a as a as another person, I feel like that depends on, like your um, like what if you were a good person in life. Yeah, like how if you, you were a good, life. yeah, like if you were a good person, 
you know, and, and you, you know, truly tried to live in, in a, in a good way, regardless of what you believe in, yes, whatever, yes, yes. then you would come back as another person. Yeah. But if you're going to be a POS, yes. you're going to come back as a, a you know, a, a, cockroach. a snail yes. or a cockroach <laughs> or a goblin. <laughs> Who cares? We'll you hear know? from all the snails now. Raven, does that mean I have to go through high school again? <laughs> Fortunately, we're all such good people. We all have to go through high school, yeah. Especially you and me, Steve. I don't think I can well, pass they, they say that there's like a, a way station in between where you kind of hang out for a while. I think it's like a lounge, and you've got like a, a satellite dish that has all the channels which have ever been or will be. I, I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to go into the next life. Huh. And they'll say, well, well, what about your great. soul development? And I'll say, my soul's fine <laughs> just where it is. It's I'm staying here. here. I'm, wow. I'm sticking with you, crappy. man, because if I can watch like Rick and Morty and like Kids in the Hall for the rest of my life, I'm set. On a big screen. Sounds like purgatory to yeah. me, but anyway. But well, that sounds like sounds like limbo. Limbo, I mean. I meant limbo. Limbo. I've got a satellite dish. Limbo, I, I can right. deal with it. Can we, can we watch sporting events in the future and know who's going to win? Now you're talking. Wow. I'll be there. Wouldn't that be nice? Right back. Mm-hmm. How do you like that Kentucky Derby? That was absolutely amazing. I uh, let, let me tell you something. I lived next to the Saratoga racetrack for 13 years. Famous wow. racetrack up yeah. in New York City. Uh, never won a penny. Never won. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, now listen, this is this is in Lois. I wish she was here. She would verify this. Now my brother and I were over there really? once. Okay, and we used to do a lot of research, a lot of looking up the jockeys, lineage, the works. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're over there, my brother and I, and um, we hit the triple. Now the triple is you gotta you gotta pick it one two and three the the, the first place last second place last third place last in order to win the triple. However, mm. you can box it, meaning that you know you're gonna buy it one two three two three one yeah. four, you know whatever, right? But if you box it, it's gonna be less. So anyway, so we see the numbers, and I go nuts. I finally won the effing triple. I'm I'm like beside myself. And then the announcement comes on. This is the historically lowest triple ever paid out. At <laughs> it was open before the Civil War, really. It was like 1847. Yeah. The payout is $12.12. I got $12.12. My brother goes, yeah, we boxed it. So we got like, I think we got 50 cents. My luck, totally. Really? Wow. So anyway, that's my. That's why I don't watch the Kentucky Derby. So. That's funny. Yeah, for sure. so, so we're down to number one, apparently. Oh, okay, number one. Five after questions. those four questions, I feel like I'm really going somewhere. So I thought maybe I pop the question of, would you marry me? Oh. <laughs> no, just joking. Just joking. Wow, just where's joking. the screenshot My wife's now, close please. by. Okay. Okay, okay well, number one. All right. Number one is, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> and have they made a movie of it already? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I feel like it would be uh, like running really fast Flash. because I feel like yeah. you get you get like invisibility mm-hmm. along with speed. Right. So it's like awesome. a two for one. Ah, a, great, a great costume too, right? Because it has to be very <laughs> yeah. dynamic. Like the oh, what was the guy? Quicksilver from um oh, from yeah. X Men. I Mama. want I want his his thing. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. The, the, the coyote tried that one, Mac, and he put those little birds on his feet, and they tried to oh, give right. her, but they didn't work very well because he kept going around. I'm not in the rocks. Yeah, I'm not you, in you that. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it's funny. I'm not in, in that in that gang of the, <laughs> people who like the coyote when it's coyote versus roadrunner. I know that's a cobra cult that he has going around. <laughs> But, I mean, Mac, we're, you're a loser if you don't like a wily coyote in the road run. He is a loser. He has never won a thing. How am, how, how am I a loser for not supporting the loser? Is that what you're saying? 
runs off a cliff and the sign goes up. Uh oh. And yeah. I'm oh. pretty sure that Popeye came from Newfoundland. <laughs> oh, uh, listen. I, we always thought he was like a fisherman that just kind of lost his way in a dory and found Nantucket and well, became, you know, famous. He, could, he couldn't afford oh. Nantucket, as it turns out. But look at. <laughs> But yeah, someone wrote to me, and a Coast Guard. two people wrote to me uh, over the past two weeks because uh, not only did we talk Popeye two weeks ago, but in the rerun we did, Coca Palooza redo, we talk a lot <laughs> about Popeye. And now I'm getting, uh, you know, Popeye, you know, he's in the Coast Guard and then the Coast Guard <laughs> became the Navy. Oof, uh, wow, okay. <laughs> and there's one where Coca just like loses his mind and he's speaking the F word. <laughs> It so funny. funny. <laughs> so funny. Wow. So anyway. Well, there you go. Five I, didn't, I didn't know he felt so much about that. He's really you know, he's really passionate about Yeah, that. very passionate yeah, about very. Popeye being in the uh, Coast guy. So anyway, wow. Uh, thank you, Kim. Are you going to be able to hang around with us for a while? Well, I hope so. This okay. is absolutely fun. I mean, I look forward to it all week. I the mean, other Canadians will get so jealous. So glad to see Steve back on. And oh, holy smoke, Steve. Everyone I has. had to say something about uh, the Mothman and you going down to Virginia. That is absolutely stellar. What a great move for you, sir. West Virginia. Thank you. Actually, uh, it's West Virginia. Yes. yes to, West, you know, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Beautiful. You know, what, you know the, uh, the first time, I, Jeff Wansley, who runs the museum, yes. they, they finally got uh, some TV. Uh, they were going to be on Unsolved Mysteries okay. way back on. And they were really excited. Yes. So they're watching it on TV, families all around, and Robert Stack says, Point Pleasant, Virginia. Oh, oh wow. That's how the okay. Civil War started, right? Don't let me make that mistake, please. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about all the Chicago ones, though? Like, all this action in Chicago, it's unbelievable. All the police officers, taxi drivers, all kinds I, of people I, I seeing. I would be very cautious with that, because some okay. of the original reports, I have two sources from MUFON, yes. the Mutual UFO Network, yes. that said a lot of the original sightings, some of the original sightings came from the same IP address. And on my show, I had a, a young lady on named Allison Jornland yes. that went and investigated a lot of these. A, a lot of them are not, uh, peep, the, the sources are not named. But it turned out, you know, when you make up a story and you, you yeah. get the details wrong about the area, yes. there, there's some problems there. Uh, I'm not suggesting that all these reports are, are false, but uh, I, would, I would just be very cautious yeah. about uh, some of the Chicago moth. Plug, plug your show, please, Steve. You mentioned your show, so please plug it so I won't get a letter from you. It, it, is the, uh, it shall be returning soon. I've been on hiatus because of the move. Ahead, the high strangest but, factor on the Paranormal UK Radio Network. Very popular yeah, it's awesome. show. Very yeah, popular it's awesome, show. Steve. Great Thank job. You. Wow. Yep. Okay, so uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrax on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Step riders threaten from the east, and Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show uh, we're doing tonight. But let me quickly introduce you to the posse. JJ is here, girls. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Uh, sorry, so, uh, so far. Sorry, Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills. No Cobra tonight. He's out saving the planet. Uh, however, our national correspondent down there in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Switchblade Steve Ward is here. Switchy. Hello, girls, uh, and uh, great to be here. Well, okay. All of us, oh, oh, coming in on your territory there, Wani. Were you waiting yes. for that? Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm not getting any the, letters. The lady's like I'm a variety. in on my territory. Yeah, listen, he's already been complimented on his hair, on his beard, on his complexion. His, you know, you better watch it, JJ. You're far away now. You're across the puddle, so if you know what happened. Yesterday's news. I'm listen. a potted plant. Okay. Anyway, wow. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to go down that road, but okay. Uh, up there in Sideways, New York, best part of the show is our good friend Raven. How are you doing, Raven? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. What's it like, really, to be just hanging around with just a bunch of drunk old guys, right, in a way? Hey, hey, hey. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm so like glad to be a bunch of old men. After a 10 minute pause, okay, I enjoy it. Uh, that, Wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> You heard was uh, our deep Southern correspondent, Jocko Johnson. Jojo, how are you doing? Uh, I got to tell you this. As a trained, seasoned veteran detective Go ahead. Uh, across the country, yes, in some of the worst places and some of the nicest places, yes. JJ, I'm telling you, put a fork in you. You're done. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> it's now switchblade, man. Huh. It is. Switches in the That's area code. This That's is what the chicks want now. Right. They want local, man. Anyway. I know. I think I, I thought I could reinvent myself here in the UK, but sorry, that's still early. Don't worry. Have a show over there. You'd be a big hit. But as of here, forget it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Tough love from Georgia. It is. Tough. <laughs> also, get that accent. Joining us tonight. The reasons uh, I don't know why he stuck around, but he did. Is our good friend, <laughs> super fan Kim Shea from Edmonton, Canada. Please. I know he'll pout. So we'll have to. Thank clap you. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Awesome okay. and ladies. So what happened to that hockey team up there? Right. They got terrible real quick, didn't they? Well, I tell you, that Avalanche, I knew they wouldn't get by the Avalanche. That's yeah. a good team. Okay. That's a yeah, good they, team. But I, I really thought they weren't going to get by Florida, so whatever. Yeah. Kind of, uh, did I tell you, yeah. maybe I told this off the air about my uh, cousin's, hang on, my cousin's daughter's husband? Yeah. I won the Call the Cup, the uh, NHL cool. minor league uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, Chicago Wolves uh, beat, uh, I think, the Lightning uh minor league team so he's won the call to cup twice two years in a row and he's 31 years old absolutely that, amazing yeah. that has got to be one of the toughest cups too i mean honestly, oh yeah yeah those Big. guys play the wheels off their legs it's mm. just unbelievable how they play and it's, it's your best hockey when you're in it when you're in that position so now you're the coach of basically the, the the farm team for the big parent team okay so when they need someone they come down they take your best player and he's gone you know and and so all your best players kind of disappear during the season and then you got to win the cup I hate to say it, but what's left over, which is a bunch of young kids and probably veterans who have been in there for 20 years and have been in the NHL for the 15 minutes, you know. But you're right. It's I, We used to watch, we used to go to Glens Falls, New York, and they had a um, minor league hockey team up there. It was a mix of rookies oh, and veterans. And it was, it, you, it was great hockey. It was great nonstop. Yeah. Oh, it was the best. So anyway. That is the best hockey. Honestly, I, I mean, I don't really even watch the professional stuff. I'd rather watch either little kids or mm. like. That kind of level. College it's, hockey uh, is also big in Boston. College is huge, and college hockey is huge in Boston. They have uh, the Bean Pot, which is the four big colleges yeah. play each other. It's great, and yeah. a lot of those guys wind up in the NHL. In fact, and this turned into a hockey segment here all of a sudden. But one of the guy, the guy who plays for the Avalanche, 
won their best defensive player or something like that. He's from BU or BC. Um, you know, usually you would get yeah. hockey players from like Michigan and Wisconsin and stuff, but you know, Boston has now been you know a place where they go for good hockey players. They just you know not many of them play on the Bruins, but some do. Anyway, this has been a hockey. You guys, segment. you guys are getting more and more depth too. I mean, Man, that's another it's show. Just, it's, it's, you know, this influence. No, no, they just they sign people for the minimum wage, and that's how they play. Sorry, Jocko's yeah. doing a thumbs down thing here. You know. He's got a, a beef with something. Who Blaine does? for beer. Jocko uh, does? They're brewing. They stink. Sorry. See, I, I'm, well, Jocko, don't we? Just because you won the bet now, you're going crazy? Well, I don't know. I'm not saying that. So I had to send him 50 bucks. Because they you, got a, they got a few good players though. I tell you, that's who the Bruins, like Jake, I like Jake and Marshawn. Jake the Bruce, yeah, but they, they're all they guys. Got, they're not going to be there. Though. They're all they're yeah. all playboys though. You should hear the stories from down the last station in Boston. It's crazy. Anyway, but hey, listen, if you're not a, you know, why not, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. About partying as NHL players. So anyway, I've introduced everybody, and uh, I just want to bring up one thing before we get to uh, Steve's big UFOs thing. <clears throat> I just want to take around the hands. I know what Switchy's uh, answer is. Has anyone seen the new Batman movie? No, not yet. Okay, no, no one. Is, is, there, is, is, there, is there one? There is one. Mr. Raven watched it. Oh, it's really? Really good. Get him. Get him so I can slap him around <laughs> on the on the on the radio. Uh, Switchy, sorry, Switchy, you walked out on it, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem, and I promised myself that I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> For years and years, and I mean going back to the first Batman movie, all right? This has always been my idea of how to do a good Batman movie. Make him like Sherlock Holmes, but he wears a bat costume. Do you know what I mean? It's a real world. It isn't, you know, uh, you know, George Clooney on, you know, uh, surfboards, you know, flying and stuff like that, or Mr. Freeze. It's just he's a really good detective, and he has a really good mystery, and he just happens to be, you know, in this bat costume. That, that was the essence of the original comic strip, even though it was very silly with some of the villains or whatever. Mm-hmm. Batman was just a dude, a very smart dude, right. uh, who in a, in, a, in a kind of a cool uh, a costume mm-hmm. that beat that, that tracked down the bad guys. That was it. Well, he he helped the cops. Had a pole and a computer. A pole yep. and a computer. Yep. And and so and then you know when the when the when the TV show came on and then the movies and stuff, it, you know the TV show introduced the you know the the the. Um, what do they call you know with the glint with the bang and the you know what do they call that the uh, camp camp okay camp and it's funny for like one season it lasted two seasons that's why Adam West was really good in it but for that okay and then the movies got you know anyway let me get to this movie so in a way they kind of made my dream come true because in the movie he that's what he is he's like he's like Sherlock Holmes okay you know but 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 it's he's like someone that doesn't that the cops don't want to see you know how they don't want to see Sherlock Holmes a lot of times show up you know on their murder scenes or whatever and it's it's great i'm going wow they're finally doing this and and the and the, the murders weren't i mean he's he's into these murders uh, investigating these murders and they weren't crazy they were just kind of like political hacks mayors getting shot or something like that who cares <laughs> it's mayors uh, so here's but here's the problem okay well there's several problems as it turns out I don't know if Mr. Raven wants to hear this or not, but first of all, I guess someone said, let's film it as a graphic novel. I don't know why, but 95% of it is in the dark. I mean, and when I say in the dark, you have no idea what's going on. It's not in the shadows. It's not in the kind of, it's the dark. And it's like, what the F is going on? Switchy, am I correct? Yes. I mean, 10 minutes in, it's like, Oh no, I can't take this for the whole movie. You just wanted to 
Wow. Be in the daytime. It never does. Terrible. Okay. Number two, the script. I would like to see the script. I would like to do a reading of the script because about one third of the way in, people go, what are you talking about? Who is this guy? And who is this guy? And here's a doctor who murdered people, but he saved Batman's father's life for a while. You can't keep it straight. You cannot keep it straight. And then, well, anyway, but go see the movie. He sounds like a good journalist or something. I don't know. Doctors from the original comics. Who? What? Oh, so. Yeah. Who's the director of it? I don't even know. I'm who sorry. Batman? Who He's a nobody. Batman? Who cares? No, I'll tell you, you know who Batman, Batman is? And, and I, Alfred. You no, know, it's the guy. It's the, <laughs> it's the guy from the Vampire Diaries. It's the guy from uh, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight of the... I don't know. Where's Julie Newmar? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Raven, you don't know who I mean. Robert Pattinson. Vamp- yeah, the, the, he was in that really yeah. good movie with Willem Dafoe, The Lighthouse. Oh, I saw. Was so I, I was oh, sick for about two weeks after watching that movie. That that really? movie is a disturbing so movie. Don't ever. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, really, really. It was so weird. Like I loved oh. like just the absurdity of, and I love Willem Dafoe. He's like my yeah. favorite. Yeah, he's like right? a weird little goblin yeah. that like I just want to yeah. hug. Right the intruder, he was great. I have a friend that looks just like him. It's like uh, freaky. Uh, I, I can't say anything about the uh, lighthouse because I think I'm getting nauseous. But it was a movie that <laughs> literally made me nauseous. It was just yeah. But you know, I'd go see it just to see Zoe Kravitz. Well, that this movie, she's in it. Yeah. She's the Catwoman, and the way they kind of you know you know have her character kind of um, uh, evolve is is okay. There's parts yeah. in it where you know, like like um, like uh, the Penguin. Okay, like he he's not dressed like a penguin. He's he's kind of penguinish, but he he could be a real guy, you know. And and Robert Pattinson, where you see him out of the costume maybe four or five times, he's a mess. You know, he's a mess. He's a psychological mess, and he has to put the cape on. He has to put the costume on to go and do his cop stuff. And you know, it, it's like a psychological thing with him. And um, they do that really oh. good. They do it really good, but they do it for about five minutes of this movie, which you can't see. Which really sucks. And then at the very end, <laughs> at the area, they, they flood Cotham City. They flood it. Okay. And she decides she doesn't want to, um, you know, they want to be the bat and the cat, but they don't want to be a team. So she goes one way, he goes the other on their motorcycles. And we're going, I thought the place was flooded. You know, what do you, what the motorcycles? At least, you know, go away and motor boats or something. Apparently, they ruined the, the talents of uh, Colin Farrell, John Turturro. I love these guys. Colin Farrell plays the penguin, and we're like, who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. There's a lot of kind of famous people in it. If they had just brightened it up, if they brightened it up, maybe it would it would be okay. But you know, just surprised Judy Dench isn't in it. Maybe she is. We didn't recognize her. But look, (laughs) it's so so dark. Hey, one one, look at Turturro is Jesus. One one, you know, I went to film school, right? I do know. I do know that. And that bring a lot of top of his class. I don't know about top of my class, but I do know that if you shoot a a movie like that, then then the sets don't have to be exact. You know what I mean? The paint doesn't have to match and stuff. And that's how you get away with it, you know? So, Hey, hey Mac, yes. instead of getting your 3D glasses, you forgot to pick up the night vision goggles. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> what happens if you watch a movie with a night with night vision goggles? That's a good question. How do you go Ooh. blind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but what would, what would happen? Too because great. everything is... Uh, <laughs> Like nothing on the screen has temperature. Anything bad would happen. Do you think it would be like horrific? Hmm. Well, uh, you can you can mess up the optics if uh, with bright lights. Yeah. Yeah. Although the ones they have now, they don't even need like ambient light. I don't know how they do it. They got like four or five heads. Like yeah. You got to ask. That's a question for Coco. Coco. 
Right. So anyway, wow. Okay, so that's the. It's called the Batman, Robert Pattinson. I wish you know. I feel sorry for the guy, but you see him like five times in the movie, and then the rest of the time it could be just some stunt man in the in the costume. How would you know? <laughs> Seriously, how would you know? Um, you know, there's I guess a couple of cool car chases. Not even that. You no, know, it's just like, oh, you had it. You could have done it. You could have done it, and and they didn't do it, which is too bad. But that's my review of the Batman. Do they make good movies today? Like. I'm not sure. No, yeah, what's the time? What's the Hollywood? Go see that. No, oh, all sequels. Don't see that. Uh, nobody's got an imagination. I've got oh, a million in my a, head. Right? Not an original idea in a group. No, it's crazy. Mm. I don't really get that. But well, it's easier to uh, reboot something because it's already right. been passed by someone. You know, someone. Keep fear. Keep fear. I think that's. I can always go back. Keep fear. Keep fear. Done. The original one. Robert Mitchum. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he wouldn't do anything, I guess, in Savannah, Georgia, because he got arrested there and had a really bad time there. So he wouldn't do any shootings there, right? Because he, he kind of go into PTSD when he got to Savannah. So they had to shoot it all in L.A. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's probably not the only one. You know what? <laughs> My favorite movie, now that we're just real quick, is... And I don't like the actor. I don't personally. I don't like him. There's a lot of reasons I don't like him, but it's still my favorite movie. Is the long version of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, with the yeah. usually by Sergio Leone. And um, I mean, uh, Sergio Leone is the director. Ennio Morricone is Ennio the soundtrack. Uh, just watch it from it beginning to end. Once upon a time in the West. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, he, yeah. Just storytelling, the way that they use music, and Clint Eastwood is the star. But it really could be anybody. But, I mean, he does a good job in it because he just kind of plays a blank slate and everyone around him is nuts, you know, which is a good way to yeah. be. But yeah. um, it's a great movie. He smokes that uh, cheroot kind yeah, of uh, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Blondie. Like, he, he wasn't blonde, though. He didn't have blonde hair. They call him Blondie. Yeah, blondie. Yeah. But he calls him Blondie. Yeah, Blondie. I was like, well, he doesn't have blonde hair, but okay. And, uh, light enough. Light enough. And um, Eli Wallach. Yeah. Eli Wallach. Think of that for a second, you know, when he went on to yeah. become. And um, – who to get the the um the villain was uh, Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, it was a Lee, Lee Van Cleef. Lee Van Cleef. Yeah. World War II hero. When, when, when I when I pet my, my wife dog, had the hots for Lee Van Cleef. Okay, that's a that's an awesome yeah. scene. Yeah. Mm. When I, I when I pet my dog and pull his ears back, he looks just like Lee Van Cleef. Doberman. Mm. <laughs> listen, that yeah. was a good Chihuahua. franchise of movies. <laughs> Is the, the best scene in it? Okay, the best scene in it is now it's three hours and ten minutes long. The uncut version. Okay, so sometimes they cut this up, but they're basically it's a series of adventures, right? They're trying to get to a graveyard where there's a bunch of gold, and they save a stagecoach or something. I don't know. I'm saying it, it's Clint Eastwood and Eli Wallach and Lee Van Cleef. They, they, they together they're going to go and try to do this, and so that adventure stops, and they and they basically go. So what's through this hedge? And the hedge goes away, and you see this entire Civil War battle scene that they yeah. are battling over a bridge. Yeah. And they happen on this right. thing. There's like thousands of people in it. It's just like Killing each other. They're watching so it. cool. Like watch the I mean, it's just like, uh, it's just such a cool thing to do, director-wise. So, yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, next week, we'll uh, ask which what his favorite movie is. <laughs> Why don't we do this? Let's switch. Mac, I sent you that okay. thing with the uh, Norwegian, uh, who is it, like the the Dutch Philharmonic Orchestra. Good. They do that oh, whole, all of that. Yeah. Music oh, do they really? Yeah. Leone, all of yeah. full length. They yeah. said, I sent it there, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's great, you know, isn't it? All those movies. It's here's the thing is, I always thought if you had a really good rock band, that's how to open a show with that music because it's just so <laughs> wow, right? Now it turns out that Springsteen, uh, Metallica, 
and somebody else starts their shows with that. Uh, the, it's called the um, it's the very last song on the soundtrack, "The Lust for Gold," I think, or "The Love for, of Gold." Yeah, I forgot, man. I wow. just listened to all of them right after the other. You know, they just got that whole linked out. Yeah, if you if you get a chance, just see the the uncut version is just great storytelling, great music, mm-hmm. and for the '60s, great cinematography, and and twists and turns and stuff, and and Clint Eastwood. So, Classic. so anyway. Hey, listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break in case I can cut that whole thing out, okay, for a future show. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Backlog's Mill Track. So I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to here go. On the it's raining here like crazy. Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best people. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan wants at you. Hey, 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 is this thing on? Is this thing on? Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Show Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Almost an exhausting show, as it turns out, but that doesn't mean it's not fun. Uh, she about exhausting. It must be like uh, three in the morning it, now. It takes that breath away. That's what's going on. JJ over in uh, the United Kingdom. What time is it now? It is, uh, the real time is almost one o'clock in the morning. Well, we got used to that. I've been out with you at one in the morning. You're eating hamburgers. Yeah, I know. Double fist. Yeah. And no cocoa tonight out saving the planet. However, Switchblade Steve is with us. Switchy. It is great to be here tonight. Okay. You're big, getting a big fan of the um, biscuit and gravy, right? Uh, well, yeah, occasionally. You know, you can't overdo it, but. Uh, <laughs> Who says? Something <laughs> I, I never used to eat in, in the old days. Okay. Um. Raven is with us. Our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. I'm doing screenshots while, while we're all talking. Oh, okay. All right. Because I was looking at you and it says, it looks like she's just barely putting up with us tonight. But you were taking screenshots, as it turns out. Josh, she's she's to taking notes randoms. so she can sue us later. Right, random Oh, well, yeah, I can't afford to sue anyone. <laughs> hey, you never know. Never say never. Jocko Johnson, our deep South correspondent, is with us. Jojo. Hey, y'all. 
Okay, so you have a Pau Mia uh, shirt on. What's the hat? It better not be a Rangers hat because I would consider no, it's that. The, it's the blue line. Disrespectful. Uh, police hat with the okay. NYPD logo up there. Okay. Right. Uh, also. I, I got to ask if I could wear a Met hat, a Giant hat. Is there anyone I could wear? Because I wear them all day and then I kind of take them off or something. Wear a Red Sox hat. No, I wouldn't even want you to wear a Red happening. Sox No, wear a Yankees hat. I'm cool with the Yankees. Yankees going to okay. win it all this year. Okay, because that was the first emblem of the NYPD's Medal of Honor, that NY. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the chief who was one of the chiefs of the department got fired, took all the money he stole, bought part of the Yankees, and later bought the whole team at Tiffany's to make that design up. <laughs> Tiffany's. For the NYPD, it was their Medal of Honor. Wow, Yankees finest moment. Wow. Uh, listen, we're boring our friend from Canada, I'm sure. Kim Sorry. Shea up there in Edmonton. <laughs> How you doing? Love it. Okay. Honored and privileged, sir. Okay. So well, much fun. I think <laughs> the, other, to you guys. the other Canadians are going to get jealous of you for being on the show. Right? Well, there's that one that's really close to me that she'll be jealous. That's right. right. Pat. Pam. Pam. We should do yeah. another we should Hi, do Pam. we should do another <laughs> Canadian show sometime because it was out of control, man. And and mostly <laughs> British people wrote to us and said, What are you having those Canadians on for? <laughs> I mean, really. I had no idea that British yeah. people felt this way, but they do. But they listening listening back and it, it's just funny. We had no commercials, nothing. We just we're just laughing and <laughs> Go from one subject to the other. It was funny. It was funny. They're talking about the French Canadians. Uh, I don't know. There wasn't much French being tossed around uh, during this show. Everyone got mad when I said I thought the Prime Minister's wife was kind of hot. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, that was all thumbs down from north of the border, as it turns out. But anyway, so Kim, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Is it snowing up there? It's been an honor. Is it snowing up there? Almost. Almost. Okay. <laughs> We've had a cold uh, one, boy. And your wife is uh, a big hopefully fan. Hopefully it warms up one of these days, but it's your wife, to in the next couple. Yeah. Your, your wife is a big fan. Is that true? Absolutely. Is she, she home? All the shows is she home? She always has a little juxtaposition, a little statement, a little comment, a little laugh. So. A little comment. Is she home? Yeah. yeah Put sure. her on. So, Put her on. She's doing, she was sitting right next to me here for the longest oh, time. Oh, come but. on. She can come back. She wants to come on if she's sitting next to you. Yeah, totally. Bring her back on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's go. Where, let's go. Where is she? Hey, Sarah. Oh, here we go. Get ready. Get ready with your UFO reports, Steve. I'm ready. Okay. Well, there's a head of hair. Look at that. I wish I had his hair. She must have gone outside. Oh, come I on. Guess she, we got a huge garden, so I'm sure she's out there trying to save some plants from drowning. What does this happen to us all the time? You know, the other guy who had the model wife, and all of a sudden she's visiting the neighbors every time? You know, Paul Dale Roberts? You know what yeah, I mean? right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, My sh- wife and I have weird coincidences. All her life, our families, everything. We all kind of came here. We came from Nebraska, but... Yeah. Oddly enough, my family and her family have known each other since probably 1902. Mm. And she's just, and oddly enough, she just kind of fell into my life, which well, I don't know. It's just so strange. Some things I, wow. my whole life is just weird. I just, like I say, I think I'm in a coma dream. Somebody's going to wake me up one of these days. I'm going to be like a 60 year old going, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> I, well, all of those connections that you're referring to have been uh, pre-paved as they say, by uh, you know the upper echelons of the universe and, to make uh, life interesting. It's all laid out for you. They don't want you to know in advance what, what's going to be happening. Obviously, that's the plan. You know, for us yeah, not to know is part well, of the plan. I feel honored every day. I'm very thankful. I say thank you every day and have a little sure. prayer strange, every day. I, strange things. Not saying I'm religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. I mm-hmm. I know that uh, there's something following us, watching us, doing something, and guiding us. I know it. Well, I've seen listen, it myself for you, way too much. You mentioned it before. Are you? I've thought this before, but not for a long time. Um, do you believe that, you know, you if you are paying attention, 
we should ask this to Raven and everyone. If you're paying attention, you can kind of figure it out or appreciate it more. I, I think there's something to it. Yeah, I I could tell you my father's story, which is a really strange uh, end, ending to somebody's life that lived over 90 years. That was a very interesting gentleman, very smart man, but never, you know, very pragmatic. Um, like I say, thought stuff. He had to see it, you know, a scientific guy in his day. Uh, but in the last year of his life, he sees a UFO right over my sister's house. That's a cigar. The last day of his life. Wow. Like the last year, the, the last one year, okay. year almost to the day, Mac, that he died. And he didn't know what to do with it. And he started talking to me because he kind of knew that I dabbled in it. And I gave him a couple books and I let him read some stuff before he passed. And mm. he was just flabbergasted because he said he could see people in the windows looking at him. He thought it was an airplane because it's so close to the airport in Beaumont, just outside of our city. And I mean, I have air traffic controller, brother-in-law's cousins. Mm. That's our whole family is in the aviation industry. So he sat there thinking it was a new airplane because his brain is going, that's an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it, when it zipped away at Mach 400, mm -hmm. he was, he was like, okay, it wasn't an airplane. Then he wanted to know what it was. And I, I kind of just, my understanding was it's a, it's a soul bus and it's coming to fill the bus back up with all the souls that were on it when it delivered them. Soul bus. And I said to him being 90 years old, you're probably one of the last guys on it. Oh, nice. Tough love. I'm writing down Soul Bus. Great name for a band. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All one word. Revival uh, of Soul Train. Hey, Raven, I'm going to ask you the same question. If you pay attention, can you kind of figure out what's going on or appreciate that there's something going on that people miss if they don't pay attention? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's like 100% I, I do or do not know what's going on, but um, an appreciation is, is definitely like where I would fit that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. Um, you just need to pay attention to those signs. And, you know, like we were talking about, like those synchronicities. Right. Yeah. Hard word to say. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. If, and if you're in tune, things start to make more and more sense. Sense. So yeah. just kind of look around at things that are happening. But people go through life without even having the thought in their head to look around, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, and that's just how, you know, they might not be built with that, that intuition, which, you know, they're obviously still going to live a normal life. Should they know? be? Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be different. Should they be sent to Mars or something? Just get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> You're messed up. Oh, anyway. Elon wants to take care of me. I'm glad he's not king. Aren't you glad Mac's not the king? Hey, listen, you would you would you would have it so lucky if I was king. Boy. Mac should be king yes. because so, um let her talk. You know, you would make uh <laughs> like a law, you know, beer at lunch every day. You mean there isn't one already? And no bad movies. No bad movies. Oh, no, no bad movies. But then I wouldn't be able to watch any Quentin. No Tucker, bad you know? directors. Uh, put it that he's way. out. He's out. Wow. Hey, Raven and I get along all day long because we love Quentin Tarantino. She doesn't love Quentin Tarantino. How dare you? You don't, do you? She does. Raven? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mac, you know, the king always needs a guy to, like, take care of his business, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you got rich, Sir Jojo. <laughs> Sir Jojo. <laughs> so, anyway, let's go to Sir, Sir Switch because Sir Switch has a, let's go to Splits. has a report from the fringe. We'll put the bumper in right here. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. 
Switchy, what's going on? Big UFOs. Okay. Uh, the source, again, uh, the last time I did a report, I used one of Timothy Good's books. And this one, the source is Earth and Alien Enterprise. Uh, Timothy Good seems to be sold on the uh, idea that these are ET. Well, some of them may be. I think that, as you know, <clears throat> I think the uh, subject is far more vast and there's, there's much more behind it. Uh, another thing interesting about Timothy Good, he gives some uh, credibility to some of the contactees like George Adamski and Howard Menger. He thinks that, uh, that perhaps some of their early experiences that they talked about are real and then later on they embellished. I'm not sure I, I agree with that, but anyway, he's, uh, he, he does write an interesting book. You know, he talks about, this is uh, in 1956, we're gonna be talking about some gigantic UFOs that are seen. Uh, 1956, Aberdeen, Scotland. Ian Taylor, who happened to be a friend of Timothy Good, so he got this, uh, this report directly from him. Uh, it doesn't really say how, how young he is, but he's gotta be a kid. Uh, it's it's 8.30, he's, uh, he's waiting for the bus to go school. This is not too far from Aberdeen Airport. And uh, he sees this thing in the sky at first. Uh, uh, it, it, there's not much detail. He thinks it might be a, a balloon. It's moving just kind of slightly in the direction of the city. Uh, but for the most part, it seemed stationary. And uh, by, at 1030, he's out on the playground. And this thing is still up there in the sky. And then as he's watching, and I've never heard this before, but he, he talks about meteor jets. There are two meteor jets that come from a nearby base that start to circle this thing. And uh, the... Uh, the operating ceiling for these guys, they, they leave these contrails behind, is about 42,000 feet. Um, and uh, uh, the, they, come, they, they believe that they originate from the RAF base uh, Lukers, I believe it's pronounced, and uh, in Fife near St. Andrews. Now, they're headed toward this object. It's, it's apparent that they're headed in that direction. Now, but they're keeping their distance. They start to uh, in, go in, they, they uh, separate because they were in formation, and they start to circle this strange object around and around until they leave kind of a, uh, a, a, a contrail that's very, very visible in the sky. And uh, uh, after a while, the, this contrail starts to drift along a bit, the object becomes obscured. Eventually the contrail drifts off and then the object is in sight again. This thing is in sight for, for several several hours. Um, it stayed in view till about uh, about two or three. Uh, the, now, and, and then the next day, the Aberdeen Express newspaper, and we don't really know the date, the exact date, uh, a lot of photographers tried to get a picture of this thing, but they had these large plate cameras. They just had standard wide angle lenses and they never got an image that was worthy of uh, publication, they said. Well, two years later, Ian actually uh, became friend with a research scientist with the Macaulay uh, Soil Research Institute in Aberdeen. Now this guy, it turns out, had also seen this object at the same time. And what he did was he drove home to pick up a surveyor's instrument which was actually used for measuring horizontal and vertical angles, and it had a rotating telescope. So he got a really good look at whatever this thing was, and he drew, he drew a picture of it. Uh, it was kind of rounded at the bottom, and of course, this goes back to 1956, and uh, he could see that uh, uh, it, it had kind of a rim around it, and uh, it, it uh, gradually went up. He couldn't, from his angle, he couldn't exactly see what was on top of it, but it, it seemed to be something like a cigar-shaped craft. There were no appendages, no markings, no symbols, but he estimated that this thing was about 780 to 800 feet long. Wow. Years later, he never forgot this, obviously. He joined the RAF, specializing in defense work. And after training uh, in Wiltshire, he was posted to RAF Buchanan radar installation. This is 30 miles north of Aberdeen. Uh, he was there 
and he started to ask some questions of some of the people there. Now, he didn't have much in the way of rank, but he asked one of the host hunter jet pilots uh, if he knew anything about this particular incident. Yes. That turned out to be a big mistake. And uh, uh, this guy said, well, I, I don't know anything about it. But then uh, not too, too much uh, after that, he's on day watch and he's on the radar scope when he was told that when his watch was over, he had to report to the squadron leader uh, of the watch. And no reason was given. So he gets there. He's alone with this guy. The guy starts uh, talking about the Official Secrets Act. He has no mm. authority to discuss this, these kind of subjects. Not and good. if you pursue the matter, make no mistake, you will face a charge of the highest magnitude. Mm. And so in other words, no <laughs> UFOs. Now, here's another. In, now, that's, that's just one of the many instances of this giant craft. And, you know, back in those days, <laughs> I, I don't think we would have seen something like that now with all the uh, uh, surveilling equipment we have. And Switchy. The, and the, and the, Switchy. Yes. We have a guest has come in with us. We have to break oh, into your report. Okay. okay. All right. This is a this is a dramatic pause. It's a dramatic there, right? pause, right? We wanted his wife, not his daughter. Very dramatic. <laughs> oh, cool. Jojo, very good. All right, come on, do the introductions there, Kim. Come on, let's go. Hi, this is my wife Sarah. Okay. Hi. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> nice Sarah. Hey Kim, go get us some martinis. Go get us some martinis, Kim, will you? Come on, yeah. let's, let's talk it, to uh, her. I'm, I'm taking notes here. Is it Sarah with an H or without the H? Yeah, without the H. Without the H. Ah, Jesus Sadabi. My so, daughter is spelled. My daughter said his name is There you go. There's not very many of those on one. I know. I know like, it's, everybody spells it with an H. They all try. I know. I know. She doesn't hear what I'm saying. So Okay, well, that's why we want to give it. Give her the His give daughter's the, with an A, too. No way. Give her the headphones. So. so listen, you listen to us, Sarah. I don't want to be translated. You want to talk to her? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, here. Hold on. Oh, here's the real fun. Here we go. Let's go five questions for Sarah. Oh, hey, boy. Oh, geez. Now, listen. Okay. <laughs> you listen to... Hey. Oh, gee. Hang on. Oh, hang, on. hang on. <laughs> I love it. You listen to us, Sarah? Do you listen to yes. us? Okay. Yes, what do you I think? Do. We're into tough love, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoy your show. I um, I listen along with Kim. Yes. Well, he's a laugh a minute anyway, so you'd be laughing <laughs> anyway, right? Okay. That's good to hear. Good to hear. And, 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 and what do you like most about the show? Yeah, that's I wanted to ask that, but I didn't. I love the camaraderie. I love the play between you guys. You guys are mm. also comfortable with one another, and you seem to almost finish each other each other's sentences. It's really great. Wow, huh? See, now Mac would say that's that's talking over each other, but she's saying it finishing each other's sentence. No, which is, uh, you know, it's hard wow. to do. Now I got to go. Usually off. speak in full sentences as well. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, I got to go it's across the boat. It's all about the full sentences. Yes, all about. <laughs> Because you listen to the edited version of the show, Sarah. Yes. You realize that. All right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. It takes yeah, about two days. So relaxed. To... If this was live, I'd be a real bundle of nerves. <laughs> right. But it takes the editor a long time to get the show in the right order that would that you would like, if you know what I mean. If you heard oh, the yeah. yeah, if you heard the raw edge, it's not as good. The raw I stuff really is that the uh, mm -hmm. right. The raw stuff, Sarah, is what you're gonna be waiting for. To come out shortly. <laughs> I don't want to speak out of turn. What's he talking about? Raw, uh, Mac after dark kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. We've been threatening that for about five years. We should do that. <laughs> it's it's on the cutting room floor, but we have swept it up and put it in this big dustbin. That we, we did it right. on it and saved it. And we're going to put it together. You know, I don't think George Martin's son's going to. No, he's much too busy with it. screwing up the Beatles music. Hey, listen, Sarah, did you ever see like <laughs> a UFO? Really? Yes. Have you ever seen the UFO or anything? Anything cool? Anything ghosts or anything? 
Um, once when I was quite young, I saw something I couldn't explain, but it's hard to know how reliable my memory is from that age. Oh, I would have said I was about three. Ooh. And oh, wow. I remember standing up in my crib and it was nighttime and I saw, uh, I was crying because I couldn't make sense of what I was seeing. And there was definitely a shape in front of me, mm. but I think I couldn't understand it because it didn't go all the way to the floor. And I was old enough to realize that that just, I, I couldn't make sense of it. it and, didn't but work. I had also had the feeling that there was intelligence with it. And I started crying and then my father came into the room and it just disappeared like mist. Oh my goodness. Yikes. Okay. Did you think about it more as a kid? Did you get over it? You know what I mean? Did you just kind of? Yeah, I think that when you're that age, you're much more accepting in a way yeah. of possibilities. It's not until with experience that you realize that certain things just aren't possible, perhaps. Yes, right. You know, so I don't think I was traumatized by it. Mm -hmm. um, it stuck yeah, with you, though. I think I was open to it. Yeah, it stuck with you mm -hmm. in your yeah. memory. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Do you believe, as, um, as Kim does, that if you kind of um, pay attention to what's going around in nature, that you can appreciate it more that there's more to life than just this oh yeah definitely um i i definitely am more skeptical of things only and i do like boundaries on my universe but at the same time i like to push those boundaries too and i like to be open to new ideas and new ways of approaching things i mm. mean even looking back over the things that i have learned and now the new things that are coming out with like quantum physics and that sort of thing it mm -hmm. just blows my mind the way that people are now starting to perceive our reality. Right. Um, and so I think it's good to question things, especially as we get older and learn more new things. We shouldn't be stuck in, you know, the past and what we were taught in school. You know, we should definitely be keeping up on these things. Yeah, what, you ta what you're taught in school is you should probably try to forget a lot of what you're taught in school because I think that kind of – that puts you on this straight and narrow path that, you know, you're not likely to kind of look around, you know. But, yeah, um, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good starting point. It's 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 definitely the idea that we're in some kind, you know, that Matrix thing. I hate I've never seen the movie, but I understand it. And and um, I gave you the movie. I know, but I don't want to watch it because I'll steal from it. Frankly, okay. <laughs> and but that whole idea that we're in some kind of a thing, some kind of a simulation, some kind of a something, and that as we were talking about earlier, coincidences are a blip in the thing. Stuff happens. It's a blip in the program. It's not supposed. Oh, there's. Either that or there's two universes rubbing up against each other. Sometimes we see, well, you know, who knows, you know. But Well, exactly. Like, who really knows? And and the coincidence thing, oh, my goodness, that is very Coincidence strange. is weird. Yeah. I never used to notice them. Or if I had them, I would dismiss them until I met Kim. And he more or less brought them to my attention. Hmm. And now they happen almost on a daily basis. Some wow. really significant and some minor. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of the Matrix, when they do happen, I tend to think that I don't know if it's a property of the universe or if there's an intelligent intelligence behind it, but I tend to think of it as a way of jarring you awake, mm -hmm. putting things into perspective, almost like don't take this so seriously. Remember, wow. this isn't real. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, I know I think you have to, in a way, it's hard to, not to take it seriously, especially when strange things happen. Like strange things have happened to me. ESP things have happened to me, you know, in my life, mm -hmm. and. You know, when it happens, and like I say, you have that moment of like, wait a minute, this is something. And then you just kind of jump back into reality or something, you know. But, um, um, I mean, they stay with me. And if you look for stuff like that, it doesn't happen to you. It it, it really comes out of the blue. You know what I mean? It just comes yeah. out of the blue. It, it comes out of your, your subconsciousness. Like uh, 
like the riff for satisfaction came out of Keith Richards' subconscious and ended up on tape by Merkel. Yes. And the next morning, yeah. hmm. after a bag of uh, you know Merck cocaine, sure, <laughs> anyone could do that. But and yeah, the rest yeah. is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a strange thing to talk uh, to think about, and it just seems like a lot of people are going towards that simulation thing now. Maybe in ten years that'll be out of fashion too. You know, who knows? But some of the stuff they're doing in quantum mechanics that I get in my newsfeed. Microsoft is crazy. I mean, it's some of the stuff is that they're able to micronize stuff down to like the quantum level, and you're going to get beat, you know, like you know, like um, they had on Star Trek that you can beam me up and beam me down, stuff like that. If all the atoms go back together, um, communication like crazy, uh, TVs that you know you can walk into, whatever, because it's all information. How much information load can something take, you know? And now it's mm-hmm. kind of going nuts. Wow. So, uh, how long have you been married to Kim? Can I get into this? Oh, of course, yeah. Um, we got married in 2008, so this will be our 14th year. Okay, wow, huh? Fantastic. Okay. That's great. Yeah. We'll write the letter to the Vatican to, you know, <laughs> put you forth as a saint when the time comes. Okay. But he's a good guy. He sends me stuff all the time. He's always like this crazy stuff, but it's always very informative, too, you know? About the Vatican? Uh, no, not the Pope. Kim sends me, uh, you know, emails all the time. Oh, Kim. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. So, well, Sarah, thanks it's for joining away us. from the Vatican. I thought maybe the Pope sends you stuff. No, not that I know of. Okay. okay. I guess it's another show. You're so plugged into that environment. The Vatican environment? We are going to have like a monk the, on. We're going to have a monk on. The in religiosity the next, of it, not so much the Vatican. We're going to have a monk on in the next month or so, and we're going to talk about religion and UFOs. Okay, Franciscan oh, monk. I should be eat out of that episode. Okay, yeah. He'll be good. He'll be good. And he's also a great chef. I've told you, he's my brother's wife's son, uh, brother. He's a brother. He's a Franciscan brother. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, well, yes, I know. I had them in high school. Did he beat the shit out of me? Of course. Sometimes? I went to camp with Franciscan <laughs> sorry. brothers. Sorry, sorry. Was fantastic. Four years I had them. Hey, listen. Oh, my God. They beat uh. the shit out of the chicken parmesan. I go over their house all the time for a great Italian food. Pajamas. Chicken pajamas. Chicken pajamas. <laughs> Listen. Chicken and pajamas. Did, hey, Mac, was he ever a high school teacher in New York? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's but, a big school. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I told him, you went in the wrong business. You went in the God business. Forget about it. You should have been like a chef or something, you know? He just, it's all these Italian, <laughs> the not the top, it's all these Italian recipes, you know, handed down and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I got a trade. Incredible Italian food. So uh, the train is coming into the station. Switcher, you want to continue report like uh, next show or something? Because we're, we're pulling uh, the train we into that. the station. There's another uh, giant UFO that has some high strangeness connected with it. And then mm-hmm. I have another small report that, that reflects back on Joe Symington mm-hmm. and the cosmic pancakes from outer space. So we could do mm-hmm. two reports unrelated, but uh, relatively short okay. and very interesting. We're going to do a uh, all about Switchy show coming up soon. I should say it's 780 feet that this big UFO was reported at. That's two and a half football fields. Right? 300 feet per football field? That's a big UFO they're doing. Huge. Wow. Okay. By the way, I put the image up, and it's something we talked about earlier. Today. I'm looking at the Mothman oh, ass. I see it. I'm about oh. to snap a little pic of that. So okay. sit oh, still, okay. everyone. Okay, Mothman butt crack. Yeah, the moth- yeah, right. We're back with that again. That's- yeah, you know, last week somebody put a quarter in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it disappeared. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Wash your hands, will you, please? So listen, let's do this. Let's say goodbye to our guests first, okay, because that's the polite thing to do. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. You don't Thanks have to. Yeah, me on. You don't have to get Kim Thank on. You, just tell him we said. Just tell him we say goodbye. <laughs> oh, for sure. You bet. It was nice meeting everybody. Thanks okay. Again. Thank nice you, Sarah. It's so nice to meet you. Right. Tell Kim we goodbye. <laughs> we'll All right. Kate. 
Bye. Bye. Keep keep listening. Jojo. Well, yeah, we'll thank do. you very much. Send us some, send us feedback anytime you want. Okay. There well, you we'll go. Do. You Listen bet. to Jojo. Okay. I mean JJ. Jojo, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, dude. Okay. Thank you, Mac. Every thank time you. I talk to you, I'm I get hungry. I want to go and eat. Am I hungry? Manja. I said every time I talk to you, I want to manja. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I want to okay. set it up. Good. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Good luck with Thank the grilling. You. So, what do you do? You call the guy and he delivers the thing to you, the, the stuff from you, your buddy? Where is it? In Brooklyn? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. That's all I can say. <laughs> Man, I'd love to have a connection a like that. You got you probably got pork stars in, in Boston, like unbelievable. Yeah, but they're not delivering to my freaking house. I tell you, deliver to Plumber and they go. Eh, Come on, you got to no. do the right thing. Yeah, if you took care of the guy all these years, he took care of you. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm on the boonies. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Kim, hey, Kim is back. Hey, no. you got it, uh, Raven. Block your ears. Got a cute wife there, Kim. What happened? Yeah, I know, hey. I got lucky. Yeah, lucky, eh? You and me. I'm pretty sure that I'm my grandfather and that she is like, my grandfather was 41 and a 19-year-old walked up to him at the farm and said, can I help you? And she stayed. I had 11 kids with him. I was like, well, he must have thought he won the lottery, but it reminds me very much of my own situation. We don't have 11 kids. Five cats. I I see one of them on the stairs there. I thought it was the farmer's farmer's daughter. Good for you. That one was born about five feet from me, from a... Right. Well, kind of a feral cat, hey? Mm-hmm. It's it's like that is a crazy cat one one. That is a Chihuahua cat. What? If you just saw that, that's a Kimerick cat that are like native oh. of of Canada mm-hmm. that are part of the Manx family that have yeah. a selective mm-hmm. species wow. up here. I don't know if you saw her. She's got really long fur. She's got the Manx tail. You don't want that. She is crazy, and they're called Kimerick. You don't want to mess with a Manx. I know that much. I, I saw one walking on your shoulders earlier, like yes. right your head. Avoid that. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. It was, we appreciate it. Was we'll talk to you Yo, soon. Yo, that's red. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon, Kim. Thank you, Jocko. We'll talk to you soon. Okay? Okay. I'm always here. Thank you. It was fun, you guys. <laughs> uh, really right. awesome to talk to all of you guys. Yeah, it was great to see so you. Just stay yeah, safe. Same here, Kim. Good job. Stay we'll safe. Have a great summer. And uh, hey. hopefully, good luck to you, Juan Juan, being over in the UK there. He doesn't my name. I'm still feeling my way around here. Oh, yeah, cool. for sure. Some cool stuff there, though. Absolutely. Hang around, Kim. Cool, you guys. Hang around. Uh, Switchy, thank you for joining us. Are you getting excited about the All About Switching episode that's coming up in a couple of weeks? Are you prepping yourself? Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of work to do on that yet. But You going to have a suit coat and tie? Say what? <laughs> okay. Switchy thing. <laughs> Raven, it's the saddest part of the night to say goodnight to you. Oh, man. That's okay. I'll be back next week. Yeah, but, you know, isn't it getting a little tired? I need some praise here. I mean, you know, you just you need praise. You're like in a bar. Give you constant praise in a bar. What? Never mind. Thank you. Trying to get a little closer, distance wise. I appreciate it. (laughs) And tell Mr. Raven if he thought the Batman was good, he must have been watching the Batman TV show or something. That was a fun thing. He watches holy catastrophes. He watches some movies and he's like, "This is so good," and then he'll sit me down and watch it, and I'm like. Really? Okay, like I don't know. Like does I, just, like I don't the, have time for this. Does he like, like the no. departed? Has he ever seen the departed? Okay, listen. Don't sh- on the departed. Oh, that's like the one of the worst movies ever made. Come on. Oh, come on, man. Well, what do you mean? Come, come on. on. And Jack Nicholson. He's terrible in it. He's terrible in it. So hot. Come on. I didn't start. Listen, there's a scene in that movie. Uh, this, we're going to go out on this. They go out in some bank robbery and they bring Leo with him, right? The old bank robber gets shot and they bring him back to the uh, 
the hideout, correct? He's laying there. He's dying of a gunshot wound. Leo is the only guy who's close to him talking, but the rest of the gang is there, right? Feeling what's going on. It's a botched robbery. The, the old guy says, I know you're the rat. I know you're the rat. And the reason I know you're the rat, and he goes through this whole litany of why he knows you're the rat. You're talking about Reservoir Dogs? No, I'm talking about the departed. And and, okay. and, he, yeah. and he, he dies. Really the plot from yeah, he dies. <laughs> Wait, is this another Quentin Tarantino movie? No, it's that no. Martin Scorsese movie. And and he, he dies instead of going, I found the rat. The entire movie is looking for the rat. And this guy is giving a little, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a you know, little gospel to this Leo and dies with the secret on his lips. Come on. You can't. You guys need to check out the Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. Even if you don't like care for movie. Richard Gere, he was really good in that movie. film. We're going to do, Raven, we're going to do a depart off. We're going to do a debate. I'm going to get a lot of people. This monk I was talking about loves the departed. He loves the departed. I got to get people who agree with me. And then we're going to have a big debate on Mac after that. Departed, one of the worst movies. Oh my ever. God, Mac. I have like, there you, go. you know, five friends and they're all on this screen. Uh, there's going to be nobody in my corner. No. Well, all right. We'll I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Uh, see, he see, should see it. He's Joe a cop. On my side. No, he's a cop, and he should see it. He would he would recognize all the stuff where they make a mistake. At the end, first of all, man. Well, yeah. There's at at, at the end of it, uh, uh, one of the one of the state cops. Now, Joe uh, JJ will know this. Okay, one of the state cops <laughs> lives in an apartment building that you can see the state house. So he lives on Beacon Hill. It's a state trooper. There's no state trooper. The only state trooper goes to Beacon Hill is like the, the, the God, the rich people. There's no way this freaking guy is living on Beacon Hill, okay? It's all and continuity. I hate that. Listen, at the end of it. He's doing on, some gigs on the side. That's how it can Yeah, that's the, the whole movie. He's hustle. He, he, he's, he's out in his porch and a rat shows up. A rat shows up on his on his porch. And someone in in, in um the Simpsons, you know, the cop like breaks on the screen and goes, the rat, you know, it symbolizes the fact that they're corrupt. I mean, they put a rat. And the scene, put a rat in the scene to show that the guy's a rat. Because it's foreshadowing. Oh, it's like we don't didn't know you how. Learn that and you no, that's not foreshadowing. It. It's like saying, you know, in case oh, you didn't know baby. this guy was, uh, you know, corrupt. Here's a rat just to remind you. Hey, Max Machina. We're gonna right. Mac. We're gonna have a debate. We're gonna have a debate, Raven. I'm gonna get my hair Mac, done. Mac. Right. Mac, turn around. I'll pull that knife out of your back. I know it hurts. <laughs> A2, Raven. All right, so let's. Uh, we better bring the train into the station yet. Thank you, Raven. <laughs> Sounds like Reservoir Dogs. It's, just yeah, he probably ripped it off. Here. I saw a great... It's basically Reservoir Dogs. Oh. I just watched it's a good horror movie. What is it? Odd to Thomas. That movie's so good. It's based, it is. It's based on a Dean, Dean Koontz did an eight series novels. I read the first one. And Kuntz is very critical about, you know, oh. they, they've really botched some of his uh, books. But I watched that and I thought, holy cow. And, and the guy that stars in it, the same guy that plays Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies, yes. Anton, somebody. Yeah. But but Dean He's Kuntz loved that movie. Oh, I mean, it's crappy writer, man. He sucks as a writer. Really so good. He's terrible. Listen, Have you, seen you that? haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. What's the, what's the movie called again? Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but you do know that the guy that plays him is dead, right? Yes, right. He's okay, dead. I just want to make sure because you do that. Because in, in the, the film Star gonna... Trek Beyond, he's drunk, he was yeah. in, they have a tribute yeah. they, they, that... Uh, Okay. Dedicated I, to Leonard I just want to make sure you weren't expecting him in any more movies. He no, died? it would have been great though if they, if what they, they did the screenplay right and directed it right. It would have been. Uh, and he was. I don't know who else they could get to to replace him. How did he die? Oh, How did he die? Unhappy. Car accident. Truck. Really? Yeah, Parking he was break. Like, crushed by his truck in his driveway, pinned yeah. against his. Uh, Too bad. A really talented kid. Real He's really young. Too. Yeah. 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 That, that movie is so good. That's a crazy. It really is. All right. It's so good, I bought it on DVD. Let me. 
I know. Wow. They have wow. those down there? What's a DVD? He's in West Virginia. <laughs> I've been watching since, <laughs> since I've been here. Funny, I've been building, yeah. I built 18 shelves, bookshelves. <laughs> What's a book? You have to have something on. You have to have DVDs on. That's a shelf. Mostly yeah. retro DVDs, retro TV shows that nobody remembers. But. Wow. Hmm. I watched King of Comedy the other day. Again, it's like that is a really interesting movie. Camp Comedy, yeah. They yeah, have yeah. two Ks. Is it K K Camp Comedy with two Ks? Is it? I don't know. It sounds zany enough to the, be the, the one with De Niro. <laughs> that I didn't King see. Of, wow. King, yeah, King of Comedy. The King of Comedy. Yeah. You mean the King of Very Comedy? Very cool, Raven. Do you know about Odd Thomas? Hey, it's, hey, oh, it's a great movie. I cried so much at the ending. Almost, hey, Kim, do you mean the King of Comedy? Is that what you're saying? King of Comedy? Yes. That's yeah. a great movie. That's a great... Now, here you go. You're gonna, you are gonna say a crap on everything? That's a Martin Scorsese movie. Isn't that a great movie? The oh, King it's, of Comedy? It's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's like, it didn't I, get the... I just uh, find it so gritty and so... Yeah, like, it's just so just... real. It's so real. Jerry Lewis, who is, to me, yeah. a schmuck... You know, another yeah. loving friend. He is excellent at that. Movie. Oh, he's deadly. He's so good in it, and yep. there, it is, it's just, and it's just the way it would happen. Just the way it would happen, too. I think back then, now, are, who knows? Are there any car chases? No, 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 no. I just check. They drive around with them, though. No. Don't yeah. the car. He's like, it's not worth <laughs> my time. <laughs> they, they kidnap them. It's like a no, crazy don't guy. Don't start driving to them. It's like a crazy guy yeah. takes over the Tonight Show. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a, you know, yeah. 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 It's a good picture. It's a great movie. It, it, it's the last yeah. good Martin Scorsese movie that I can. Listen, let's, we got to pull this train in. Thank and you, everyone. I'm going to do the uh, the plugs. The plugs are uh, Homestruck Troops. Please go to Homestruck Troops on Google. They are a military organization that buys, builds homes for our wounded veterans in post 9 11 action. These are people from the Iraqi war and the Afghan war who may have come home missing a limb or whatever. Homestruck Troops builds them homes. That makes it easier for them to get around low counter space, not a lot of steps, things like that. And then when they're done, uh, they give them the mortgage. They tear up the mortgage, give them the key. They give them the house for nothing. They go on and leave really good lives. These are people who gave a lot of sacrifice for us. Homestruck Troops, 88 cents on the dollar, charity dollar is spent for our veterans. That's very high on the charity biz. So please, Homestruck Troops, please Google them and see what they're about. Also, Ross Shop is mad English. Men, <laughs> what the? It rushed up, and his mad Englishman friends are putting back together a, a war plane from World War II called the Mosquito, made of wood because they're running out of steel, fighting those Nazis. And uh, so they had to make it wood, but they put two Rolls Royce engines on it, and it became so fast. You could outrun the bullets. They could outrun the bullets. They didn't even put guns Imagine. on it. Yeah. Those and Rolls Royce engines. Save Niels Bohr. Yes, Niels Bohr, right? Who was a famous yeah. physicist, right? Yeah. Another show. Hit my hero. And um, quantum physicist, quantum guess, physicist. The beginning of it, real egghead. Um, so that's um, the People's Mosquito Project. Uh, Google them as well, see what they're up to. And also, if you want to bag a swag, uh, please go to uh, macmillan.com, hit the contact button, and send us your um, wow. See that someone just oh, oh. as it goes. Hopefully, it wasn't mm-hmm. Bob the engineer. Mm-hmm. Are you miss? Are you missing one one there? Do you get scared? Or what, what happened there? Who flipped out? Um, I dropped you, a piece of equipment here into the microphone. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. If you go to macmillan.com, hit the contact button, send us your mailing address. We will send you a bag of swag. Now, you have to send us your mailing address. We can't do it magically through email. You have to send us your email address. This month's bag of swag is uh, we get the buttons, the family buttons back. We have keychains, um, 3D stickers, uh, two, three buttons that you put, um, refrigerator magnets, and the always famous bar coasters. Kim, you got your bag of swag, right? 
Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it cost me about ninety bucks to send it up there to Canada. Yeah, What's no, going on I know, with I that? I feel man? bad. I know it's insane. Canada, just crazy times. We used to be it friends. Had, it had I had to quarantine like... for two weeks before I could get it. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> that why it took so long. Better wear a mask. Anyway, <laughs> go to Mac. What a along. crazy country! That unbelievable. Still wearing a mask. Sox players can't play up in Toronto because of that stupid. <laughs> have to get a vaccine. Yeah, these guys are making double, double masks. They're making twenty million dollars. Put the friggin' needle in your arm, okay? You're doing oh, it for your team member. Schmuck. Anyway, um, that's uh, the yeah. states behind us. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, it is. Right. It is. Um, so anyway, so uh, yeah, you, we cannot magically mail you the bag of swag. So please give us your mailing address. Go to macmillion.com. Hit the contact button. And I think that's it for now, kids. So why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, bring the show to a close? I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank the gang. This is Mac Money for the gang saying next time you hear us, be safe. Until the next time you hear us, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.